Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. Mojo, taking you through the world of sports on this Saturday morning. The Mojo Sports Show is brought to you by Bay Ragney and Totally Driven Entertainment, dedicated in bringing you total entertainment. On today's show, a lot of baseball we're going to be talking. We'll be talking a lot of Mets, Yankees, the Subway Series from the past week, and Yankees Red Sox opening up a big series last night with a Red Sox come from behind win after they blew the game. Yankees score four in the seventh, and the Red Sox right back with four in the seventh. Tough loss for the Yankees. And uh, so we're going to discuss that. Obviously, Chapman with another meltdown. We are going to talk, obviously, about the Mets. We're going to talk about the Curtis Grandison trade from last night. As Grandison's traded to the Dodgers basically for nothing again. Uh, the Mets just keep trading guys for nothing. I, I just don't I understand getting rid of guys, you know, in their last year, their contracts, and trying to, you know, get some, they are getting absolutely nothing back for their players. It's like completely salary dumps, and we all know it's all Will Ponds just putting money, more money in their pocket because this money is not going back into the team. And anybody who thinks it is is living in a fantasy world. So basically, Grandison and Cash traded to the Dodgers for a play to be in later or Cash. How does that even work? Because I really want, we're going to discuss that today because, so you traded Grandison and Cash for a player to be named later or cash. So if it's no player to be named later, it's cash. You traded Landison and cash for cash? How the hell does that even work? I mean, only the Mets can make deals like this. It's really, like, even unfathomable at this point how they make trades. I mean, they've traded Bruce, Landison, Reed Walker, and they've gotten five relief pitches and cash. That's all. And, and none of the relief pitches they got are any good. So I'm trying to figure out exactly what's going on here. I, I really am, and we're going to discuss that today because it's, you know, and besides that, the Mets who got swept four games from the Yankees this week in the Subway Series. They lost, lose last night to Florida, three to one, so now it's five in a row. They lost 14 games under 500, their lowest mark since 2013. So the Mets have really hit rock bottom at this point, and uh, you know, I, I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. I mean, the off season. It's going to be when we're going to see if the Mets are actually going to invest some money into this team. But, I, I mean, there's holes everywhere. It's amazing where this team has come from in just two years. Two years ago, they were on top of the, the world in the World Series. They lost the World Series, but the future looked bright. Last year, they made the playoffs. After a slow start, they made a run made the playoffs. This year has just been abysmal. And I know there's been a lot of injuries. Obviously, it's hard to overcome losing guys like Syndergaard. 
you know, you lost half, most of your staff, Syndergaard, Harvey, and Matt, Wheeler, all these guys have been hurt. You know, Cespedes has missed a lot of time this year. But, I mean, this is – and then now the trade died and you're basically getting nothing for these guys. It's, it's mind-boggling what we're watching here. But we're going to get into all that. We're going to talk about, obviously, like I said, the Subway Series. We're going to talk about Chapman's issues with the Yankees. Again, last night, two runs. It was, came in just to get, you know, keep the game close in a one run. They were down a run and he gave up two runs. So he just continues to struggle. Something's wrong there. We're going to talk about Aaron Judge. There's the strikeout record for straight, you know, 34 straight games with a strikeout. I believe last night it, it ended. But uh, Sanchez, obviously Gary Sanchez is, is on fire right now. We're going to discuss Gary Sanchez as he's been completely on a tear lately. He's starting to, you know, he's really kicked it in gear, obviously killed the Mets, but who don't kill the Mets? I mean, guys go into the, the subway series with the Mets struggling and they come out on fire. So, I mean, it, it, it made, I'm sorry, Judge's streak did in the ninth inning, he struck out last night, so his streak's at 35 games now, I believe. 35 straight games were a strikeout. Aaron Judge, and, and even he had two homers off the Mets. I, I think he had one or two the whole since the All Star break, and then he had two against the Mets. So, like I said, everybody gets healthy against the Mets. The pitchers pitch their best games against the Mets, uh, it's just, and the, the Yankees bullpen just overpowered the Mets. Other than Chapman giving up the home run to Rosario, the, the Yankee bullpen just completely dominated the Mets. So we're gonna get into all that. Mets, Yankees, Subway Series, Yankees, Red Sox. That's what we're gonna kick the show off with. Later on, <clears throat> later on, we're going to get into some NFL, talk some Giants, Jets, and preseason, go through some of the games that are happening already. Most of the games are today and tomorrow in the NFL. But we'll go through that. We'll also talk, touch on anything else. We'll be touching some NBA, some NHL, whatever you guys want to talk about. 718-508-9883. Phone lines will be open all, the whole time. We may go, <clears throat> probably going to go, Two, two and a half hours today as I have a, a party later in the day, so I won't be on for the full three hours today. But, you know, we're going to cover everything we can in the time I'll be here. So let's kick it right off with the Mets. Yankee, let's, actually, you know what? We're, yeah, we're going to kick it off with this Curtis Grandison trade as, as I was just getting into. And so here we go. Grandison traded to the Dodgers with cash or a player to be named later or cash. I'm still trying to figure his deal out. I mean, how do you trade cash for cash? This is the match. So I guess if they decide they don't want to prospect at the end of the year for him and a play to be in later, then then we could get cash back. And you know they're going to take the cash. I mean, does anybody here not think the Mets are going to take cash back? So, you know, it's just, to me, I'm trying to figure out exactly what the plan is. Is the plan to get money? As much money, I mean, they've saved supposedly like $15 million, $16 million now in all these trades. So is that $16 million going back into this team? I mean, with supposedly something like $60, $70 million coming off the books, and then now you save. So you're talking about $85 million off total coming off the books. Yes, some guys will get some raises, but even if that equals up to $10 million, you're going to have $75 million. Are the Mets going to put $75 million back in the team? Because I don't see it. I just don't. I I do, who sees the Mets signing four or five players to fifteen million dollar contracts? Because I don't. And and they need listen, clearly need a third baseman next year. They clearly they're gonna need a second baseman. I mean they're probably gonna bring 
either Cabrera or Ray is back. They need a center fielder. This day, can, you cannot play Lagares every day. I'm sorry, Lagares is not an everyday player. And if, and if they do, then they're just, again, going the we're not spending route, okay? They need a catcher, and they keep saying Don knows our guy. So don't expect a catcher. They need a bullpen, and they're going to need another starting pitcher, believe it or not. So, because you're going to need depth. I mean, Lugo and Gazelman have proven they were, they were nothing either. I mean, all the hype, you had all this pitching. Amazing. You had all this pitching, and now all you really got is DeGrom right now. Obviously, Syndergaard, when he comes back, he'll be fine. But right now, all the meds got is Jacob DeGrom. From all the pitching that they had, that's all they got. It's pretty sad. It really is. And uh, flat out a joke at this point. And then, so all these spots they have open, are they going to go after Moustakis to play third base like they should? No. Everybody's out here, a lot of Mets fans saying, well, we want Machado. Does anybody actually think this team's going to pay $200 million for Manny Machado? Are they kidding themselves? Yeah, I would love Machado. He'd be my top choice right now. Wait a year and get Machado. But that's not happening. The Mets would never pay him the money he's going to demand. It's just unrealistic. And this is the mid mid-market Mets. This is the Kansas City Mets, the Pittsburgh Mets. That's, this is what you're working with. People are like, oh, well, their payroll is 130, 140 right now. It's not, it's, it's, that's not like, not even in the top 10 payrolls in baseball right now. So top 15 even. I, you know, like, this team, is, it's, this is New York City. They're, mad, they're running this team like if they're in Kansas City or Pittsburgh. Now, you got Kansas City, they're going to probably lose they got Kane, Moustakis, and Hosmer, free agents, and they can't afford all those guys. They're going to lose. They'll probably keep one, but they're probably going to lose two of those guys. But the Mets should never be in that position. The scary thing is, as a Mets fan right now, is you know, even with this pitching good, if everybody's healthy, they wouldn't even have kept this pitching staff together because they won't pay them. I mean, obviously, if everybody had their choice now, DeGrom and Syndergaard would be the two guys you keep. There's no question about it. And they have to keep them. Right? There's no – I heard people that were floating around DeGrom's name. Oh, we moved DeGrom for a sick package of pro- – no, you don't. Because there's no guarantee on the prospects, okay? You, you can, DeGrom is clearly their best pitcher right now. Obviously, Syndergaard is, is their ace when he's 100% healthy, but DeGrom's an ace too. So, to me, you got to keep these two guys. You have to build around Conforto, Rosario, and Smith. And then you got to add the pieces. You got to add the right pieces. I mean, they trade Bruce for nothing. Bruce is tearing it up. Right? They trade Reed, who's a nice piece for the, the Red Sox. They trade Walker. He's tearing it up for the Brewers already. And I'm sure Glanders is going to tear it up for the Dodgers. And again, the Mets are the only team that unload all these players and get nothing. Five relief pitches and cash. That's all they got. Somebody explain this to me, please. It's a joke. Curtis Granderson in cash for a plate of any later or cash. What the hell kind of trade is this? And I was all for trading these guys, Grant. I'm, I'm all for trading them. But how can you get nothing back? I'm sorry. Other teams trade guys. They get something back. I'm not saying you're going to get the greatest prospects for these guys. But get something. They're getting guys that ain't even in the team's top 20, 30 prospects. They can't even squeeze the top 10, 15 prospects out of it. And it's all because they don't want to take any money on, and they just want to dump salary. 
It's a joke. We know they're not putting this into the team. Everybody knows it. They traded everybody off. They got embarrassed in a four-game series from the Yankees, flat-out embarrassed. And listen, the team has given up. I know Yankee fans are all high and mighty over it, but the Mets are depleted. Look at the Mets team. The Yankees should beat the Mets. I mean, it shouldn't even be competitors. Yankee fans and Yankees need to worry about beating the Red Sox, not the Mets. Everybody knows they should beat the Mets. Everybody could beat the Mets right now. So, it's it's to me, it, this is a scary situation right now for the Mets. I mean, it, and then last night they just go out, obviously, with a, with a whimper. I, I mean, three to one, basically not showing up again. I mean, the offense, they had a two-hour rain delay. They should have just stayed in the clubhouse, in my mind. Cespedes looks abysmal. 0 for 4, he only seen nine pitches. And he's swinging at balls 10 feet off the plate right now. You know, there's just a matter of time before he gets shut down. I mean, the other night when they were in the Yankee game, you had Reyes and Flores both pulled rib cages and batting practice. The Mets had to play Dono at third. You know, him and, him and, him and uh, Walker, Cabrera had to switch third and second base like 30 times through the game. It was 26 times through the game to try to avoid Dono touching the ball in a big spot. I've never seen something. These guys going back and forth between second and third base. And this is, this, this is the position they put themselves in. But then I got to watch this manager. The other night, leaves Seawold in. He gets the out against he gets the out against Judge, and then there's a lefty up. He has lefty. What do you have a lefty warmed up for if you're not going to bring him in to face the lefty? Didi with the bases loaded two out. He leaves Seawold in. He gives up the two-run double in a tie game. Why, why wasn't the lefty in the game? Whether the lefty comes in and gives up a hit or not, the, le- the play there is for the lefty to be in the game. There has to be a lot of changes here, and it all has to start with the manager. I wish it would start on top with the owners, but that's never going to happen. But you have to start. The manager has to be replaced. You need new players, and if that means you know, you got to spend money. I mean, it's the only way. It's, you know, we're going to try to make creative trades here where we cut salary to get salary. No, all the salary is coming off the books. Now is the time to spend. All right, you have a pitching staff. If you come back next year, you have a, a starting staff. You got to fill out the rest. They did a terrible job after going to the World Series of adding pieces. Other teams would have loaded up and went for it. The Mets, oh, we got enough. Let's just get everybody back healthy for two years in a row. We kept Cespedes, but that's all we're going to do. We're not going to do anything else. Let's just get everybody healthy. Let's go in with a awful bullpen. I mean, they bring a guy like Salas, who everybody knows is a bum. It took them four months to cut Salas. I mean, it was it's amazing that it took them four months to get rid of the guy. Every time the guy came in, he gave up a run. They're running guys out there with five ERAs, six ERAs. I mean, it's 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 mind-boggling at this point. With how far they have fallen, and you get swept four games. You come home and you sit Conforto out last night, and Granderson. Uh, you you can't make it up. You really can't. You can't. But Granderson's last at bat as a Met was a grand slam in the last game of the Subway Series in the ninth inning. So Granderson will be remembered for that. His last at bat. Listen, Granderson was a class act for the Mets. He was a streaky hitter. He had his ups and downs, especially early in the years. But he had a lot of clutch hits for them over the last couple of years, especially in the pennant races. He was he was a clutch hitter down the stretch. And listen, his interview yesterday after the game for the Mets fans, nothing but pure class from Curtis Granderson. 
But listen, he wasn't in the future. He wasn't in the plans of his team. We all know that. Okay? But you got to get something for these guys. You're helping other teams out and get nothing. I mean, you helped Cleveland with Jay Bruce. You got nothing for Jay Bruce. It's amazing. Nothing. Because they took on his whole salary. But for what they got for Bruce, they should have just kept Bruce and offered him the qualifying offer. If he didn't take it, you get a, a sandwich pick after the second round. It would be a lot better than the 30th round pick they got that's with a 6 ERA and a single A ball. Okay? It's a disgrace that this franchise has become. And these all, it all starts at the top. And I can't, under, I can't overstate as much as I can about this. This ownership is flat out brutal. And they will never win. If you notice the history, and I've said it many times on this show, this team never wins two straight years, more than two years in a row, and then they fold again. They go on these two, three-year runs max, and then they completely collapse. There is no sustaining success there. And it all starts with the owners. This is all because of the owners. Okay? This team two years ago was built to last for a long time, and they blew it. They didn't add the pieces around this team. They just like, oh, if everybody comes back healthy, we're going to compete. Like, everybody's just going to come back healthy. What made you think everybody was going to come back healthy? I'll tell you what made you think. They didn't think that. They just didn't want to spend money. They were going to sit back and hope. That's all they were going to do. So I hear the Mets off 53-67, and 26-35 at home. Just a brutal minus 63 run differential, five game losing streak, 20 games out of first place. I mean, it's just flat out brutal. 12 games in the loss column out of a wild card season over. Everybody's getting dumped for nothing. Like I said, they traded all these guys. They got five half wit relief pitches and cash. That's what they got. Five low-level relief prospects that none of them might not even ever make become anything in cash for all their plays. That's what they got. It's disgraceful, flat out disgraceful. And as a Mets fan, you, everybody deserves to be sick to their stomach. Everybody deserves to be disgruntled, as I would, as the as the fan page, as one of the groups I'm in on uh, Facebook, disgruntled Mets fans. They all have every reason to be disgruntled. It is flat-out sickening at this point. And I, I went the other night with my son to the game. It was the fourth game when the Yankees swept the four games. And let me tell you something. First of all, it was basically almost like a Yankee home game. Okay. Second of all, I mean, the Mets were down 3 nothing in the first inning and then 5-7. and seven nothing. The game was over. I mean, the lights was out of anything. Oh, yeah, it's Yankee fans, Jen. It was It was – I mean, we had a great time because we just, we made you know we just had fun me and my son at the game. We did a lot of other stuff, played wiffle ball, and you know just having a good time, having hot dogs, and talking baseball, and enjoying the game. But you look around and it's just a flat. You would think the team would come out on fire. I mean, Max has just been completely awful. Max, I mean, flat out awful. Another guy they're going to skip him in the rotation. Just flat out awful. I mean, what has happened to him? I know he had some injuries early in the year, but he's not injured now. He's just flat out awful right now. So that's what you're looking at right now with the Mets, just flat out brutalness. I'm sure we're going to be talking to some Mets fans here, and you know I'm sure they're going to re- echo my 
you know, my statement there about this this franchise. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through uh, some Subway Series games, you know, just some highlights from that. But I do want to talk about last night. We're gonna switch a couple minutes about the Yankees Red Sox. Obviously, a big game in the AL East last night, and you know, the Yankees trying were trying to get within three games, and you know. They had they came back nice with a four run inning, but the Red Sox are just too much for right now. I think the Red Sox with a great comeback, and obviously the Yankees, like I said, the Yankees scored seven or four runs in the top of the seventh to make it six three, and then the Red Sox with four in the bottom of the seventh take a seven six lead, and then two more in the eighth, and they end up winning nine six. And you know, like I said, Sanchez hits a home run to tie the game. Then they got some big hits. So Reyes hit the big double off the wall, off the green lines, and they're driving a couple of runs. The Yankees go ahead. And then just a bunch of nice hits. I mean, this kid, Divas, looks really good. I mean, Boston was searching for a third baseman for months, and then they had one in there. They had one the whole time. I mean, he's hitting 356 now with seven homers, 15 RBIs already. And Boston just finding ways to win. Ben Attendee, another big hit. Jackie Bradley had the big two-run single. Fast. Christian Vasquez, the catcher, big hits, home run. So, so Boston finding ways to get it done. Kimball comes in in the ninth, completely strikes out the side, shuts it down. Addison Reed gets the win, 1.2 winnings, three strikeouts and a walk. Chapman, like I said, continues to struggle. I mean, another comes in down 7-6. The eighth inning gives up two runs. I mean, I, I don't even know what, what to say anymore about Chapman. What's wrong with him? I mean, he's got four two nine ERA now. It's just, he's completely lost it. I, I think like we talked about the Cubs ran him to the ground last year. He's never recovered from that. The Yankees are stuck now with giving with his big contract. <laughs> Obviously, Tommy Canley coughed up the lead. But their whole bullpen green also struggles. So the game, normally the Yankee bullpen comes in and holds down, but just Boston right now, Boston's just playing like unbelievable baseball right now. So now Boston with a five-game lead over the Yankees with Chris Sale going tonight. So the Yankees, Yankees really need to, they're going to need to somehow find a way tonight to pull this game out. And, you know, against Chris Sale, the way Sale looked the other night, they're gonna to have to do what kind of do what they did the other night, get his pitch count up, and hope to, hope to get him, you know, maybe out of the game after six innings. It's just it's a tough matchup today for them. I mean, they lose today, they find themselves six out. Even if they win tomorrow, they're still five out. I mean, there's there's still plenty of time left. But the way Boston's playing, I don't know. I think Boston's in good position now. Today got Sebastian Sale at seven ten tonight, so. It's going to be a, a big game for the Yankees. They're going to need Sabathia has been hurt, so they're going to need Sabathia to come back, you know, come back strong, keep them in the game tonight. Because if they don't, they fall behind a couple of rounds, a couple of runs. To me, it's, you know, with sale pitching, they're going to find themselves in a big hole tonight. So they're going to have to jump. Try to somehow get a couple of lead, and they're going to need a great game out of Sabathia tonight. So looking at the standings in the AL East, the Red Sox five games over the Yankees. Baltimore ten and a half out. Tampa eleven and a half. Toronto eleven and a half. 
in the Central. Uh, Cleveland now is really putting it together. It's 67 and 53, a six-game lead over the Twins, six and a half over the Royals. Tigers 14 and a half out, and White Sox 20 and a half out. And then the Astros, who have, haven't been playing great and kind of struggling lately, still have 159 run differential, though. They still got a 13-game lead. They need guys back. They need Tyco to get right. They need Correa back. And Correa's actually making progress towards returning. So they need him back. Obviously, they need these guys back for the postseason. They got 13-game lead over the Angels, 13-and-a-half over the Mariners, 14-and-a-half over Texas, and 22 over Oakland. So you look at that. Look at the wild card right now. The Yankees, 65-56. and 56, are The first team in the wild card, the Twins, 61-59. and 59. And then you have teams. Like the, so, right now, looking at the Yankees, they have pretty much got a four-game lead in the loss column on a wild card. But like I said there's still four, 39 games left for them. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to win some games here. They're gonna have to try to win a game here, a game or two here from Boston. And they, you know they got to show up these other teams keep losing because these other teams have been losing a lot, which has been helping them. You know the Angels lost a tough game last night. I, Another thing I want to get into, I don't know what Mike Sosha was thinking about last night. Actually, Manny Machado hits the three home runs, the walk-off grand slam. But he's used his closer in the sixth inning. Makes no sense. And then he left himself flat with two middle relievers that blew the game at the end. He said he played the matchups. You're playing the matchups? You used your closer in the sixth inning. It cost you the game. You're fighting for a wild card. Why would you use your closer in the sixth inning? It made no sense, and it cost them. And Machado, it's a walk-off grand slam is third of the game. So, big win for the Orioles, who are trying to make a push. They're three behind Minnesota in a wild card race. So, don't count Baltimore out either. A lot of these teams will be playing each other down the stretch. So, that will be interesting, too, to see how it all plays out. There's a lot, you know, they'll all be matching up with each other, and they'll have a chance to beat each other. So, that will be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. But then you have in the NL, obviously, there's really only one race to look at division-wise because you have the Nationals 14 up on the Marlins, 19 up on the Braves, 20 up on the Mets, 30 up on the the, the, the Phillies. And the Nationals who have been decimated with injury. They just need guys. I mean, Harper, we talked about last week, get hurt. Now Scherzer with neck inflammation on the DL before last night. So it's the second battle with a neck injury. So... Washington has some issues. I mean, Strasburg's coming back today, I believe. So they need him to get him right. They need Scherzer back. Scherzer's injury doesn't look like it's long-term. It's like those 10 days, and he'll be back. And he's already been, been out four or five days. So it's probably another four or five days, five days, and he'll be back. Assuming everything goes, you know, smoothly with his. But they're saying they expect him back for, you know, in the 10 days. Hopper, we're still waiting to see when he's going to come back. Supposedly there's some progress there. So I don't think he's going to be out like into September. He might be back in the beginning of September. We'll see what happens there. But obviously Washington needs all these guys back for the playoffs. But they're sitting pretty right now in the division. The Central, we've got a nice race there. The Cubs, one and a half lead over the Cardinals, two over the Brewers, Pirates six and a half out, Reds 13 out, Reds are not in the race. But the, that's a battle. We've got the Cubs, Cardinals have come on strong. Obviously, to make a run, the Brewers have been there all year. They're still hanging in there within two games. So we're seeing Pittsburgh six and a half out, teetering at this point. Then in the West, you get the Dodgers, 
obviously 86 and 34, just an impressive 86, 34. They just keep loading up. I don't even know what they're going to do. They got Grandison now. I mean, they have all these outfielders, Jock Peterson, Grandison, Ethia. They have all these guys on there. They have like five good outfielders on their bench now. Makes you wonder if another deal's coming. Because now with Adrian Gonzalez back, Bellinger's going to move into the outfield. Now you got Bellinger in the outfield as well. So it's just a crowded outfield right now for the Dodgers. But they're just loading up the team right now. They're just getting as many plays as they can. And listen, when you can get a guy for nothing like they did with the Mets, why not? Teams like this don't care that they have to take some cash on. They're trying to win a World Series. That's what winning teams do. Colorado, 19 out in second. Arizona, 20 out. Like I said, it's amazing. You have the two teams, Colorado and Arizona, 19 and 20 games out in their own division, but they're the top two teams in the wild card race right now. That's pretty amazing. Padres, 33 out. Giants, 38 out. So then you look at the NL wild card. Right now, like I said, you have the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, and then behind them you have the Cardinals, four out in the lost column. Brewers, five. Marlins, six. That's pretty much it. I mean, Pirates, nine out now, probably too much to overcome, especially with a few teams to jump. So, yeah, that's that's what we're looking at right now in the major leagues. I mean, you got in the American League, you got an awesome race for the wild card. The AL Central, Cleveland's going to open up. Boston with a five-game lead over the Yankees. We'll see if they can open up some more ground. But the wild card in the AL, you have ton, you have plenty of teams in the mix. I mean, you're talking the one, two, three, five, six teams. That, you know, six to eight teams battling for this wild, these two wild card spots. You have about eight teams really battling for these these two spots. So the, the AL wild card is going to be exciting down the stretch, like I said, especially with these teams all playing each other for the chance to knock each other off. And then in the NL, you just really got the NL Central is the only race going on. And then the wild card is even five games the next team. So really the NL Central is the only race you're really keeping an eye on. And, you know, a little outside eye on the wild card if, if Arizona or Colorado could falter in the next but they've been pretty consistent all year, so it's hard to see them faltering now. But I guess you never know what could happen. Then you look at some of the some of today's games. Let's look what we got today on the schedule. Obviously, games of importance: Blue Jays, Cubs, Tepes versus Quintana. Quintana three and two with a three eight six ERA since the trade. The Dodgers, Tigers. You got Rue against Michael Fulmer. Cardinals. Good game for them against the Pirates. Michael Walker versus Chad Cole. Mariners and lead the game. Ariel Miranda versus Jay Goderizzi. Mariners and Ray both lead the game. Another big game, Angels-Orioles. J.C. Ramirez against Kevin Galston. Obviously, the Yankees-Red Sox, Sebastian versus Sale. Diamondbacks-Twins, another big game. Granke versus Berrios. Good picture matchup there. Both teams in a wild card right now. Reds, Braves, pretty much meaningless game. A's, Astros, obviously the Astros. Brittany, you have Graydon against McHugh. The Astros trying to get, get some momentum. Marlins, Mets, I mean, Vance, Worley, Montero, but not much there. I mean, Marlins, I guess, only six out of the wild card. So for them, it's something. And obviously, just keeping an eye on Stanton going, trying to hit the 61. And, you know, a lot of talk this week up Stanton. If Stan can hit the 61 homers and catch Maris, it would be more significant than any of these other guys that they in the steroid era, like McGuire, 
you know, Sosa and uh, Bonds, or maybe they only run Bonds, obviously, with the record. But they're saying that if Stanton can do it, it'll be more of a chase, you know, something exciting to watch. And Stanton's on pace right now for 61 homers. And I mean, just a couple of days ago, the streak ended. He had six straight games with a home run. It's just been on a complete pad. He, the guy's hit something like 23 home runs in his last 50 games, 55 games. It's just an unbelievable stretch to stand. So we'll see if he can keep it going. Last night he went 0 for 2 with two walks. He usually kills the Mets, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's a couple this weekend. Indians Royals, Trevor Bauer, Jason Vargas. White Sox Rangers, pretty much meaningless. Brewers Rockies, Brandon Woodruff versus Chad Bettis, and Bettis coming back from the cancer. So it's very uh, nice to see Bettis back on the mound for Colorado. Obviously, you, have, you know, Got, you got to root for a guy like that out to answer. Nationals, obviously, try, Strasburg back, trying to trying to get a, back on track, coming off the DL. So they'll need him. He's 10-3 with a 3-2-5 ERA. So we'll see how he can play. And then you know, how he pitches tonight. And Philly, Giants, obviously another meaningless game as we look. So let's talk about Stanton. When he has six stats, Stanton has 18 home runs since the All-Star break. The Giants as a team have 23. That's pretty crazy. Some other notes, best ERA in the second half of the year, Gio Gonzalez, a 1-5-0 ERA. Let's see, let's throw some other stats out there for you. I, I, I just read them before. Alonzo's Chapman's last four outings, four and a third innings, five hits, five walks, seven runs, two homers, five strikeouts. Now, here's a guy who hasn't given up a homer all year until, the, until these last two he's given up. So, obviously, he's clearly struggling. Some playoff chances in the American in, in the American League. Yankees at 77%, Angels at 27%, Twins at 24%. So by this, it has the Angels jumping the Twins. Kansas City 23 and a half, Seattle 16 and a half, Texas 14 and a half, Tampa Bay 8.5%. Sorry, Yankees 77%, Angels 27%, Twins 24%, Royals 23%, Seattle 16%. Texas 14%, Tampa 8%, Baltimore 6%, Toronto 6%. So those are the percentages right now that they would, that the American League is going to. This is according to fan graphs, okay? Obviously, team like Seattle, they need King Felix back. You look at the pitches. I had to point this out because I actually had – I'm in my fantasy league. I'm in first place, but I've gotten creamed with injuries, so I'm hoping to hold on it despite all these injuries. So Kershaw – and Scherzer has the two best pitchers in baseball, arguably, with Sal and the two of the three best pitchers in baseball, both on the DL. King Felix on the DL. I have Harper and Correa on the DL. I mean, have you ever seen five bigger names on the DL at once? Because I haven't. So hopefully hopefully my team can hold on. I mean, I got a pretty nice lead. But, you know, you don't want this to happen at this point in the year, especially when they trade that line pass. But, yeah, just looking at the, I mean, so many injuries, Scherzer, Kershaw, Felix. Hooray, a hop. I mean, these are big names. Right? You're missing and the baseball's missing. These are names you don't want to see miss a significant amount of time. You really don't. So, so as we look, second, we're going to take a look. I'm going to take a look at some leaders around the league. I'm going to take a quick commercial break. When I come back, we're going to, we're going to do some leaders around the league. And then uh, we're going to take some calls, 718-508-9883. We're going to take some calls about Bets, Yankees, Subway Series, Yankees, Red Sox, trades, anything you want when we, when we return. We'll be back in three minutes. 
Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right, you can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap, it's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.caseyscause.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook.
Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. We're starting off with doing a lot of baseball early. We're going to continue with some baseball. We're going to hit the phone lines in a minute. We've been doing a lot of Mets, Yankees, obviously Subway Series, the Grandison trade, Yankees, Red Sox. We've been doing a lot of that. Just wanted to take a quick look. I'm going to hit the phone line in a second. I just want to take a quick look at the home run board. So you got Stanton, obviously, leading the league with 44 homers. Aaron Judge with 37. Moustakis with 35. Joey Gallo with 35. Bellinger, 34. If you look at Bellinger and Gallo, they have a lot less at-bats than a lot of these other guys. Justin Smoke, 33. Chris Davis, 33. Bruce, 32. Votto, 32. Nelson Cruz, 30. So you have seven, eight, nine, ten guys over 30 homers already. And then you have two guys, you have, I'm sorry, you have five guys at 29, including Arthur, who's on the DL, and then another five at 28. So then you have just some, some names that you wouldn't expect in the top here. I mean, obviously Judge, we knew he had power, but nobody expected him at 37 homers. Moustakis with 35, Gallo with 35, and we know Gallo has tremendous power, but 35, and he's only hitting 208, but... Bellinger, obviously, at 34. Justin Smoke, 33. Chris Davis, 33. Like, he's a guy. I mean, Bruce, we know, can hit the power. And, you know, he's having another year. Like I said, gave him away for nothing. It's, it's actually a crime. I, I can't even look at it. But then you look at RBIs, obviously. Arenado, 105, leading the league. Nelson Cruz with 38. Goldschmidt, 96. Lamb, 94. Stanton, 94. Marcelo Zuna, 91. Upton, 88, Harper, 87, Jay Bruce, 86, Zimmerman, Votto, Chris Davis, Shoup with 86 as well. So a lot of of names you you wouldn't always expect to be up there that are up there. So, but we are going to hit the phone lines in a second. It's my man, my man Alan from Old Bridge is on the line. Hold on. Dr. A, what's going on? Hey, good morning, Mojo. You know, I tell you, I'm, I'm listening to, listening to a, a radio show podcast, and it's just the guy's just nailing everything that's gone wrong with the Mets this season. And of course, I'm speaking of you and, and your opening rant. Um, as a Met fan, you are. I am a whole Met panel that's on the show. It, it, it's been a frustrating beyond belief season as to like what happened. It's almost you just shake your head like. What happened two years ago, a couple of years ago, this was a contending team, and you said it kind of built to be good for a while. We're thinking we're good for the next five years with this pitching staff, get a couple of pieces around them, make sure the defense stays good, and with these pitches, we'll be all right. And, and then it's like whatever could go wrong went wrong. Pitches got hurt. The defense got old. They didn't put the right pieces around it. it frustrating beyond belief. Like it's that, it's that's truly amazing. Sum up the season, and you say, okay, now we're having the fire sale that teams do, right? When you got expensive players on the roster, they didn't get it done. It's time to turn the page on, on this team, not necessarily like Syndergaard and DeGrom and the pitching, outside of the middle inning guys. We're talking about turning the pages on our infield and Walker Cabrera, nobody really at third base, and do that first base. Turn the page, let's get a better infield. So we get rid of these guys. And it's like, if you go to the average Met fan, you say, hey, look, we traded Granison due to Bruce. I don't know why Cabrera is still on the team. What do we get? You know, who, who's our next Rosario in this bunch of guys? Well, we kind of got cash, low-rated 
minor league players crossing their fingers, somebody works out so it looks good down the road. And two players to be named later. We don't even know who they are. That's yeah. the best. When it comes to the negotiation table of giving away, and I understand dude is not, he's a home run guy. I, I understand in his case particularly, but I don't understand in Bruce's case. He's a solid all-around baseball player. He's yeah, in numbers. He's nothing. He's I mean, like defense. you said, Duda, Bruce, Grandison, Reed, Walker. We got five relief pitches and cash and two players to be named later. That, that's what we yeah. got. Been good. I mean, he's been asked to fill in a closing role. Considering he's not a closer, he's not familiar, I would say he did okay. You know, and as an eighth inning guy, we know he was spectacular for a season. He should be able to get something for that. We should be looking at returns and saying, well, we got a prospect third baseman. We know we need a third baseman. We got a, a really high prospect in center field. We know Lagaris gets hurt all the time. And he's not like a law. He's a good fourth outfielder. He's not really the answer. Per se, he hasn't played a whole season. But I can't say that. So that it's just, yeah. what are they thinking? What were they doing? No, no one said. So I, 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 yeah, I hear there's not a market. There was no market for uh, for hitters like Jay Bruce. Then why are you trading them? Then just keep them. If there's no market for them, what are you giving them away for nothing for? Money. Like and, and that's the pathetic thing. That's what it's all about, and that's what's pathetic about this. A, a salary dump. That's that's kind of what I'm seeing with the fingers crossed that we replace. What are we really going to replace most likely out of this out of these trades? Salas and Robles, our, our middle inning bullpen guys. Is that what they were looking like to to get better? Yeah. And the rest of the team is going to be like that. They're a problem. There's no doubt they didn't get the job done this season. But of all positions on your team, like the Nationals' middle inning bullpen stunk all year, and you, you just kind of just, when teams are letting go of players at the end, that's something you can just exchange players and hope it works out. It's not the toughest yeah. position to fill. Your six and seventh inning and you pitchers. Can sign guys I mean, in the offseason. You don't dump a Bruce, exactly. You can sign guys in the offseason. You don't dump a Bruce for your six and seventh inning bullpen guys. That and he's straight I would say these teams ripped us at this point. Yeah, they did. So Listen, when you're trading guys and you're not you're getting teams thirtieth ranked prospect, that's basically a guy they'll give away for nothing. Yeah. And you're getting right, for a guy like Bruce okay. who has thirty two home runs. That's frustrating. frustrating. And you know, because I was all, it's like, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I would say you were for, I think all of us were for, hey, this team's not getting it done. It's time to bring in new guys. You know what I'm saying? To have the fire sale. Get rid of Granison. Get rid of certain players. It's time to do it. But the whole key in doing that is to kind of build your future. You're not, you're not just doing it to dump and say, hey, we paid these guys salaries. It didn't work out. Let's just get rid of their salaries and worry about it next year. And it, they had to be sitting in a room, and that was the answer. We spent all this money. If someone's willing to take, what, two months of salary off their payroll, it's a done deal. It's amazing, Coming into right? next season, it is <laughs> the amazing. It is amazing that this seems to have been the approach on how to fix it. You know, and even DeGrom and, and Syndergaard, maybe if Harvey comes back and does well, Wheeler – I don't think he's ever been really 
part of our starting rotation since we traded for him. He's just come up at times. So him being out, in out, I'm kind of indifferent on him. If Harvey does well, we'll have three good pitchers next year, barring nobody uh, powerless in the offseason and, and uh, rips their lat muscles. You know, so so much has gone wrong from front office to the training to the hamstring pulls to all the injuries, a team management, top to bottom, coaching, all gone wrong. Like they don't know how Again, to maintain. Again, it all starts at the top. It all starts at the top. It starts with the owners. Yeah. If you could say one good thing about Grandison, he hits, well, I would say he hits well at the end of the season. So for the Dodgers, I think he's fine. They, his batting average, they said, seems to be right with the rest of their outfield, the slugging percentage and home runs. Um, and, and good for him, he's on a team that's going to see the postseason. He didn't seem so upset. I, I think he liked being in New York, you know, not having to go from the Yankees to the Mets, not having to move. Now he's got to go across country for two months. But you're also going to be in the postseason, and at his age, I'm sure he's happy about this trade. Well, he's a class act. I don't know if you heard his interview thanking the Mets fans and everything. I mean, he's a class act. The guy is a class act. Yeah. And he also is part of what I complained about in the whole first half of the season. He bats 80, 90. He's creeping up to 100. As we slip five games, seven games, ten games out, and we keep playing him and keep playing him. He's a guy, a guy. The Dodgers are doing the right thing. Clearly has a role on the team, leadership. He trains well. He's not pulling muscles, running the first base, and he's an older player, and he's deteriorated from his, his youth, but he stays in good enough shape. Yeah, he don't you get hurt. Yeah. Where he doesn't get hurt. You can't complain about his effort. I complain about his ability over the whole season and why he gets to bat 100 and keep being a starting outfielder instead of a bench guy, a mentor in, in the dugout, someone gets hurt, come in, play decent center field, instead of being the center fielder. Once he became the starter, we it's like, that's a sign we got problems. Same thing like a Cabrera. Should he, be, should he be starting in our infield? Or should he be a veteran guy to come off the bench if someone gets hurt, spot second, spot short, uh, shortstop, and, you know, look decent, as opposed to we're going to play him every day and pitcher drops a ball and you can show yourself to play and run over and catch it and still throw Cabrera out, stealing second base. Yeah. And like you brought up last week about – you know, when the Mets were still in the race, they had the best option was in the minors. So is that real, right? I mean. Yeah. If our infield was better, if they, you know, you had a good pitching staff, what do you owe this pitching staff? An infield that can turn double plays. Guys that can catch balls, you know, and, and make spectacular plays. Outfielders that are above average. You, you owe them a defense. You know, so when a pitcher makes a pop fly, someone catches it so that every other ground ball doesn't get through the infield. You can't unless you got a pitching staff of strikeout pitches. It's just strike out the side, and everyone can sit on their butts in the in the infield and in the outfield, and that's just not a reality, right? Yeah. You guys that can turn double plays and make plays once in a while dive for a ball. We've only seen it sporadically with the Mets, and at worst infield I've seen in a long time. Too many slow players, not a lot of range, and our best guy is Rosario on the infield. And listen, he's he's a work in progress offensively. I mean, he's, I could see he's going to be a good hitter, but he he needs more plate discipline. He swings at everything, but defensively, mm-hmm. he's such a big upgrade defensively. You could just see it. It's not even you know he's just yeah, he's catching balls deep in the outfield. You've seen his uh, throws to first base, running in on a play. 
falling back on a play. And I, like I'm not seeing a weakness. Yeah. I'm seeing a really well schooled player that gets his body in the right position to make the right throws and, and a good arm, a good glove and a good arm. The hitting, he's not going to hit 300, but I think, I think hitting wise, he's going to be fine. But they needed his defense with his pitching staff to save some runs once in a while. And, and he's kind of he hasn't been terrible at the plate, right? No, not at all. He just swings at everything. I'd like to see him kind of get a little more pace in, which will come. He's young. He's 21 years old. So, you know, that'll yeah. come. You know, but he has a lot of speed, too. He's, you know, he's very fast. Yeah. Now, looking into next season, you're saying probably keep Cabrera or Reyes. And I would say just being the Mets, that's the most likely. One of the two of them will be on the team. Picking between the two. I think it'll probably be Reyes because Reyes will become cheaper. Cabrera, they could pick up his play, his option for seven, eight million. Where they, they could probably get raised to like half of that. They could probably get raised to like three and a half million next year. Right. So I would think they're going to do that because they're the Mets anyway. But you know, I'd probably rather have Reyes anyway. Yeah, I I, I want to see a different yeah. look, and I want to see more speed, you know, on the team, and more fiery type players, you know, and at Reyes and. Rosario second and shortstop may not be a bad combo if they get to play enough games together. You know, Ray is he's a spark plug, but he also needs to be motivated. It's hard to play on teams that fall out 15 games early. You know, and expect players okay. to give it to all and get and give it their best. You know, he came to back to the Mets and he was good, but this was the Mets in a playoff run. Now we've seen Ray's and the Mets just horrible. The opposite, right? All the motivation. Oh, we're still in the playoff, the wild card race. No, not anymore. Even fell out of that. If, if now, looking yeah, back when the season the started, season. this bad. Yeah, the I said, looking back when the now, season started, when I thought they would have been this bad, even with some injuries. Yeah, no, we could have never imagined it would be this bad. I mean, we thought the Mets were going to be a playoff team for sure. And what we thought right now is in late August, we you know, mid-late August right now, we'd be talking about a pennant race that we're in, you know. Yeah, even if it was the wild card, I, I expected them to be part of the mix, not not necessarily part of the sell-off. And in reality, it's time for the sell-off, and we got nothing. Now, someone could argue we don't know what these players are going to turn out to be granted, but you do look at where they were ranked in the minor leagues, and the possibility of somebody being another Rosario as well. So that, that we dump people and we crossed our fingers. And then, and, uh, you know, like I was going to tell you, Alderson now, Alderson's talking about that Wright's, Wright's trying to come back in September now. Can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Can he come back before the season ends? You know what? I'd rather see Tebow than Wright at this point. <laughs> it just, it, this, this is, is what be, it's come down to. And Wright's going to be their excuse not to not to uh, go find a third baseman in the off season. The worst thing he can do is come back, play decently, and then exactly that doesn't happen. We go another year without addressing third base, expecting yep. that he'll be the third baseman. That would be a disaster. They I didn't agree. address it last year. He didn't play the whole season, pretty much. And we're going to do that again? There's a chance that happens, right? 
Yeah, if he like yeah, he, if he, he comes back in September and plays decent, that's gonna happen. If he comes back one month, it's two eighty. They're not really gonna look for a third baseman. They'll probably have Cabrera as the backup, Ray as a second base, and done. And then we're what looking at going feel? into next season with what? The worst team that we went into with this season. Yeah. And what do you think of Dominic Smith so far? I mean, obviously it's early. Listen, it's very early. But what do you think? Who do you? What do you think of? What do you see of him so far? Well, you know the, the comparison as far as a rookie coming up because he came up right after Rosario. It's like what you see in Rosario. It's like, wow, this guy's real deal. Play after play, this guy's real deal. A little tougher to see that in Dominic Smith at this point. I think hitting, you know, should be his thing based on the season he had in the minor leagues, home runs and batting average. Maybe next season going in, he looks like an okay first baseman, a superstar first baseman. He's going to, time will tell more. I'm not happy about the weight, and and I'm not happy about slow players. You need all the top teams. You have to have speed. But I think he'll be good. I think he'll be okay. Like honestly, I'm more willing. Turns out, let him play it. Let it play out, and let's see what we got with him. You know, with him, obviously him and Rosario. You got to see what you got. I'm more more happy with that. I need I I need the other positions to be addressed. You know, yeah, he looks yeah, like no, he's going to be an issue down the road. But I think he could be an okay. I think his glove is okay. I think he's got a pretty good glove, Smith. You know, obviously, I think just moving around, he's not so. <laughs> He's not so quick on his feet, you know. But right. I think he'd be all right. I mean, he had to swing that a line drive type swing and go the other way and stuff. So I think he could be okay. I think it's just going to come a little experience with him. But I think he'll be fine. It's, it's not, not a position they need to address. He's the least of their worries right now. He's the least of their worries yeah. right now. It's, it's not know, a position they need to address. Yeah, I agree with you. Leave him be. And now, now from the yep. college campus, we're being joined from the college campus here. All right. Padman with the dedication, we, we, you gotta love it. What's going on, Padman? Good morning, guys. Yeah, we're waiting for uh, uh, for the start, so uh, it, it should be a couple of minutes. And uh, I was listening to uh, you guys speak, uh, you know, on on the Met. <laughs> I mean, this, 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 you're where do you start? <laughs> uh, but, I want to uh, ask you. I want to ask your opinion, Padman. I want to ask your opinion because we've already touched on it. We basically. Grab this in for a box of balls. What do you What do you think of the trade? You know, you know, I, I think I think it's a bad move. However, because they didn't get much for him. However, at this point in the season, there was a possibility of getting nothing for him, right? So, when you think about that possibility of absolutely getting zero, I guess something's better than nothing. And at this point, if we lose every game 
for the rest of the season, it doesn't really matter. So who cares? So, well, so somebody's got to explain to me what, what Curtis Graham is said in cash for a player to be in later or cash means. Because you're trading a player in cash for cash almost. What, what kind of trade is that? <laughs> I, I I really think they just want – I mean, the, the, the my thought is they're probably going to get some very low-lying prospects. And really, when you think about it, I mean, Curtis Granderson can't say more about the person he is. You can't say more about the personality in the in the, in the locker room. I've seen the guys, uh, clips of uh, folks saying goodbye to him. Well-liked, well-respected, but he's a 230 hitter with some power. And these days, everybody has power. So you're talking about when you strip it down, a 230 hitter with a subpar arm and subpar defensively. Eh. What did you really get like up to? What, what did that. you really he's trade? You know, class act. I mean, definitely a class act. Oh, he said I, nice I, things. I, look, he said I, nice I, things on the I, way I, out yesterday. <laughs> I gave you all the all the verbiage on on what he meant to the organization and forget the organization of the other players. I mean, fantastic. But really, what value did did this Curtis Branson hold? Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I agree. To me, to, to me, not much. So, I, you know, I don't think they got much for him, if anything at all. But. You know, probably some financial relief. And, and really, what else can you expect? He's really not a good player anymore. He's really not. He's, He's a, a player that's good down the stretch. And, like, if if you're yeah. negotiating his trade, don't you have to push that as a point? Look what he's done in postseason, you know, recently. Look, he's already picking yeah. up and he's got some home runs. He's going to have some value to a team in the postseason. I yeah, why are we helping that. teams? Why are we helping teams win, helping teams and getting nothing for it? You know, we've traded Duda, Bruce, Granderson, Reed, and Walker. We've gotten five relief pitches, cash, and two players to be named later. It's, to me, it's an atrocity what's going on here. It's a complete well, well, salary me, dump me, after salary dump. To me, to me, so putting to me, that all together in a, in a sentence, it sounds laughable. The way he just said it, just name the players, what we got, and play the, it just sounds laughable. It, it is awful. Reader in that. It is it is awful, but but I just have to say, but if Curtis Granderson, I don't know how, I know he's good in the in the in in down the stretch. You know, he's only thirty six years old. It might not be this year that he's good down the stretch. I wasn't really impressed with him the whole year. But, you know, you if know, you're going to trade him for cash, if you're trading him for cash, basically, why didn't you trade him a month ago for cash? Then? I'm sure you could have got cash for him a month ago. Well, the, the, maybe they tried. I don't know. Look, I think what we got from Reed is horrific. Because I think the both of them, Reed is a, yeah, is I a agree. pretty decent pretty decent relief pitcher, and I think Bruce is a definitive impact player. I don't think he can put Bruce – and Grandison in the same sentence. Seeing them play, you can't put them in the same sentence. You can't. No, you know, Reed and, and Bruce have value. And they we have value. Get back I think, and equal I, value. Think, I, I, I believe we really fell short with those two guys, um, you know, from, from a value standpoint, no doubt about it. Um, I would have put them in the same deal if it would have got me a big prospect. I would have seen both of them. 
Maybe He's looking I mean, at what but, we actually got. Yeah, it makes sense. You're, you're probably right, but but Granderson, I'm not really surprised. But I actually thought at this point we were going to end up with Granderson. Um, you know, just letting him go at the end of the year. That's what I that that, that was my suspicion going into this weekend. I didn't think he was going to go anywhere, to tell you the truth. Well, Remember, the funny thing is, every, everybody he's trading, still doing good. He, he doesn't team, bring anything so to the table defensively. And is he a player that can come off a bench? If he's a player that can come off a bench and give a pinch hit, then I'd say he has value. If not, I don't know, like even with the Dodgers, if he really holds, I mean, is he going to play? Well, the Dodgers got a lot of that. I mean, the Dodgers are loaded now. I mean, their bench is insane. Yeah, well, well I don't that's know what I mean. What, I, I don't become... know exactly, yeah, I don't know exactly what the Dodgers are going to do. They got a loaded bench right now, so they're going to have to do something to get guys but, playing. But that's what I'm saying. He, he, Curtis Granderson went there to be a bench player. So, remember, the Dodgers are trading him and looking at him as a power bat off the bench, not an everyday player. So, they're not going to give up much for him. And yeah, really, but they're all well, right now. You're looking at Granderson. He's going to be a starting outfielder for them right now. Well, yeah, but yeah, but wait a second. So when you think about it, if we had a, if if we had our way, everybody was on the match the way they were lit this year. You have Conforto, you have Cespedes, you have Bruce. Granderson's left out anyway. He's not really a regular everyday player. Not if Collins is your manager. Bingo. <laughs> He's a regular he's a regular everyday player in an environment where people are hurt. Harry Collins is Yeah, but what I'm saying is I don't think the rest of the league sees him as an everyday player. That's the problem. No, I think you're gonna see him as a veteran. Teams going into the postseason want some veterans in the dugout to mentor and help other players with their at bats. A guy that's kind of proven in the postseason. I see his value in a dugout in the postseason. No value to the Mets. We have no postseason. No value to the Mets because if he's on the roster, as we're saying, Terry Collins plays him, no matter what his batting average is at the moment. You know, he's saying 220-something hitter, but he works his way up to 220. He bats yeah, much you know lower what? than that. Him coming in the other day, hitting the grand slam, maybe that sealed this deal. Who knows? Yeah, I'm sure. It's hey, you know, you know it's just the teams, if you look at the teams, though, they, they, these teams are going for it. They make moves to go for it. Even when the Mets were good two years ago, the Mets didn't make moves like this to go for it. They, no, they it, Pat. They, they just go with they got with. And it's all because they don't want to spend money. But well, you really you know, have confidence. Is, they saved, so they saved $15.5 million in all these trades they made. You really think that's fifteen and a half million? With the seventy million coming off, it's eighty-five million. Do you really think the Mets are going to put eighty-five million into the team this off season? There is no chance that the Mets put eighty-five million into well, the team. No if, chance. If they did, if they did, we could address a lot of our issues. That's for sure. Oh yeah, without a doubt. But it ain't going to happen. Address a lot of our issues. There's, there's no Get a mad off Mets. Get a mad off Mets. <laughs> You got, now, I just want to say something really quick about Dominic Smith because I, I'm going to have to go in about 30 seconds. So, I agree with what I, uh, Dr. A was saying. He's a little heavy, a little out of shape. But but, but uh, keep this in mind. Um, not everybody's a superstar when they first step on the field. And to me, you really need 
about 500 major league at bats to really judge a guy um, with the adjustments and, and, and the speed of the game and how well he's going to do. So, really, I think they should have brought Dominic and, and Rosario up sooner to get more at bats. But I don't think we'll really see yeah. who they are until, like, May next year. We're really going to get a sense of, of are they a long-term solution or not. Now, I think Rosario is definitively the man. Um, I think he's a real deal. It's fun to see him. He's, he's one of the reasons I, I actually turn on the games now. Um, Dominic Smith, not so much. But, once again, people develop differently, right? Um, the weight thing does bother me, but, but there's a lot of other guys that played the game that – are heavier, just as heavy and heavier, and and had had long prolific careers, right? And some whole thing. No, listen, so, they have bigger. Obviously, yeah. they have a lot bigger issues. I'm also letting these guys play, and let's see what we got. Fix the other holes, and and the fact that they're already talking well, about David Wright coming back in September. September that worries well, to me. me. To me, uh, to me, uh, 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 Mojo, I, I actually want to see him come back in September because it's better him coming back in September and taking some time away from Azubo Cabrera or, or Flores or Reyes, because who cares, than him trying to make a comeback next year and disrupt the team. If he comes back this year and definitively he can't reach the pitch's mound from third base, I think it's very plain and clear they have to get a top-line third baseman. If he waits, the organization's going to pause. It's, I, I want so, him to come back this year. So like I want Alan to come said, back. if he comes back and plays half decent, they're going to come back with no. him next year. That's the problem. But, but look, he's not. No player is coming back after two and a half years off. Can't 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 throw the ball sixty feet and he's going to come back and look great. It's not. It's not going to happen. It's not I don't know. With happen. the next block, anything's possible. No, nah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think he's going to come back and and he might end up being the first base coach. But but what I do want to see in the offseason, we're playing first of base games, coach. I want to see the whole coaching staff <laughs> fired, and I want all the all the medical personnel fired. Um, they they, they just it, it's not a cohesive unit. Collins lost the team a month ago, you know, or more, and it's just not fun to watch. Really, really is not. Do you, baseball, do you see any chance? Do you see any chance that Collins is back next year? Look, I'll leave you on this note. Baseball's fun and it's exciting and it's great, but the bottom line is it's entertainment, and they're not entertaining at all. Yeah, no, it's it's flat-out embarrassing to watch this team. Because you don't feel they're going to win a game. I have to hop, boys. I have a great Saturday. I'll be listening when I can. All right, man, thanks for calling in, Padman. Padman, the other colorful Padman calling in on the road. So, yeah, like we were saying, Alan, it's, it's, it's frustrating, and it's uh, I guess we're going to have to wait it out and see what they do in the off season, and see when Mr. Wright comes back in September, what he does, and, you know, Harvey and Syndergaard are coming back in September. I don't know why they're even pitching Syndergaard. I couldn't understand letting Harvey pitch in September, but Syndergaard, I wouldn't even let him touch a ball until next year at this point. There's no point in him coming back and risking doing something to his arm at all right now. If, if know, it's coming that. back early in any way, shape, or form, you're 100% right. we got a young pitcher in him. He doesn't have the problems that Harvey has had, and there's no point other than the Mets trying to dump salary and sell tickets. It's in the guard's yeah. turn, and people want to see him pitch. 
And if that's going to set him back in any way, shape, or form next year, you know, and then what are these guys going to do in the off season? You know, and I still remember when I met John Franco, and he said in the off season I wouldn't even play catch with somebody. I don't throw baseball. He's got to have a long career. I think pitchers should maybe yep. listen to him. Your, your arm needs time to heal. I don't know, Syndergaard, you know, you lifted weights and you're trying to throw 110 in the off season. Clearly not the right approach. Maybe take some advice from some veteran players that tells you, you know, you're, you're pitching all season, your arm needs rest in the off season. You got exactly. your spring work on your pitches then. You know, I, I, Syndergaard, I don't want to see him back next year pulling another lap muscle or anything. Silly. They, we need him in the rotation to compete. And hopefully going into next season, we won't see these pitchers pitch five innings. You know, we, the whole beginning of the year, that's how it was. No matter which pitcher was on the mound, by the sixth inning they were out. And then we were watching Salas and Robles and guys blow games. It, it, yeah, I mean, there's no whole reason thing's to bring this, change. this guy back. Yeah, there's no reason to bring this guy back and risk him getting hurt and costing him maybe next summer next year because you wanted to bring him back in September to sell some tickets. I mean, let the guy rest his arm. It's a perfect opportunity to let him sit it out, come back next year fresh. He'll have, he won't have all these any innings under his really belt going into next year. He should be nice and refreshed for next year. Yeah, I'm fine with seeing him sitting in the dugout, you know, keeping his relationships with his teammates going so they know he's back. But I'm not 100% fine with him going into the starting rotation if it's unnecessary. That's Maybe even the same thing for, for Harvey. I don't know. You know, I don't know what he's got left. He's a question mark. Well, Harvey, I would let pitch because I think Harvey, you need, he, he needs some confidence going into next year. It wouldn't shock me next year if Harvey bounced back in a contract year. It really would. Mm. I could definitely see Harvey, bounce, if he's healthy, bouncing back next year in a contract year and then eventually leaving because the Mets won't sign him. Well, you're probably looking at one more yeah. year of Harvey regardless. Uh, strong possibility. And then you know, we're looking at a roster with two good pitchers. If he was healthy right. this year, they probably would have traded him. Yeah, he didn't have There's no trade value in him right now. Yeah. No one's coming down going, the stretch. He's not going to help a team. Yeah, the way the season's going, he would have been gone. <clears throat> well, Alan, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you one other thing, too. I've seen something this week I read about Le'Veon Bell. There was some there was some uh, indecision whether he turned whether Pittsburgh backed out of a five-year, seventy million dollar deal, or he did. Did you hear anything on that? Yeah, that was just on ESPN and Bell saying he never had an agreement with the team. But apparently, they did offer him twelve year, five years, and their back room is saying he wanted fifteen. Um, his agent, between Bell and his agent, that wasn't clear, and the agent, and I guess, gave the impression to the Steelers that. The 12 for 5 would do it, and then Bell said no. You know, in the end, he, he's playing a dangerous game, that's all I can say for Bell. If, if his presumption is, hey, I'll just get paid someplace else, he'll end up someplace else, and that, that's tough on Steeler fans. He's a talented player. Yeah, it's tough way all around, but it's, to me, it's the perfect offensive team for him to stay. I mean, why would you want to leave, you know? Yeah, yeah I would, got I wouldn't good want to there. Unless, yeah, he's, unless he's thinking, unless he's thinking if Ben retires in the next year or so, then he wants to get out of there. You know that could be his thinking. Who knows? But you know what? A franchise like Pittsburgh will always find a way 
you know, I'm sure Pittsburgh will end up with another great quarterback. You know, Pittsburgh franchises like Pittsburgh find ways to, to replace players when they retire. Obviously, it's not so easy to replace a whole a future Hall of Famer like Ben. You know, but right. you know, the Steelers will move on and and eventually and and add what they need to add. That's just what Pittsburgh a franchise like that does. You know. So yeah, and they'll move on from Bell if, if need be. Their offensive line they've been building for years. I think they have the best group they've had in a while. They've played together a couple of years now. And if I'm a running back, I'm happy about that. I like what I'm seeing. And if Ben's retiring and you want to lead the league in rushing, it's probably a good place to be. You know, I would think they would depend more on the running game than the passing game. Post Ben. Yeah. You know, so I, he, like I, I, said, I still think they, I still think they would get themselves a good quarterback. I mean, you got ben, you're still gonna have Brown and and Bell. You know, you're still gonna be you know a contending team most likely. You know. <laughs> well, look at look at this. If you're a freezing quarterback, that's a decent quarterback, and the Steelers throw some money away, and you're like I get to throw to Brian, I have Bell, and I have Brown. You know, any veteran quarterback that's good, I think you'd want to play there, right? Yeah. And you you know, you always, there's always a veteran quarterback out there. I mean, you know, yeah. so there's always somebody. Look at Miami. I mean, they lost Pat and Hill. They were able to pick up Cutler, right? I mean, there's always somebody out there. Maybe the Steelers pick up Kaepernick. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> it's the it's type of situation where a guy like a Cutler or a Kaepernick can come onto the team and it's kind of there for them right now. Yeah. And I, I think if they they got the talent, they'll, they'll do okay. They got the talent. Exactly. So we'll see. I'm still case, hoping things work out. Yeah. Yeah, nothing's gonna happen this year, so you know he'll be on the team this year. So I'll, maybe I'll eventually, hang, hang maybe eventually they can come together on a long-term deal. Eventually, probably at the end of the season, which leaves him open to the free agency. So it all plays itself out. I just don't know why he wouldn't take a take a step of sixty million dollars, twelve million a year. I mean, he should just take it. Uh, no, absolutely. I, I would bet the whole team and everyone that knows him is advising him of that. It's a little odd why you'd hold out for more at this point. You know, I, and maybe if he didn't have the off-field problems, the injuries, they would have paid him the fifteen, but it's costing him now. Yeah, we will see. Yep. Well, Alan, I want to thank you as always for calling in, doing a great job. All right. And uh, you know, All right. uh, definitely, definitely hitting a lot of points on the Mets. And uh, you know, frustrated fans as we are, and you know, so you know, definitely, I'm sure we're gonna have a lot more to talk about into the coming weeks and into the off season about the Mets. So the good thing about it, Alan, is football's right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You just watch football players go down. It's it's so different, you know, how key players on football can get hurt, and it impacts the whole team. Tannehill get hurt in the preseason. Expectation levels change. Baseball, yeah. so many more games, so much more opportunity. Yeah, the Mets are a mess. <laughs> they really organization. A mess is not even an understatement, right? Like. I mean, it's no. a complete mess. Yeah, I guess I'm listening to your rant. And I'm saying to myself, is he exaggerating this? Is it really this bad? And 
they dump all these players and get nothing, and it's all true. So, yeah, yeah, I was looking. I, I, I can't believe it. It's just to me, getting nothing is just you know. One thing to, to trade guys, but just something to get something, you know. I was trying to find some way to criticize the rant and say ah, that was a little overboard, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> nothing, nothing in that rant was overboard. It was all reality. <laughs> it's the Mets baseball, baby. Right. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Thank you again, and I'll speak to you next week. All right, you got it. Take care. Thanks, man. Enjoy your weekend. Dr. A. Allen, always doing great insight on the Mets and NFL. Oh, well, you know, really hit it on the head a lot with the Mets here today. It's frustrating. It is, it's frustrating, and, you know, it's obvious what's going on here. So we're going to continue with some calls. Christine from Pinebush, what's going on? What's up? How you doing? Not too good this morning. Give you a little music, a little Yankee music. Yeah, well. I know you're disappointed last night, right? Yes, very. And I freaking said it last week, and I'll say it again, and I don't care who says what. Chapman needs to friggin' sit out a few games. Honestly, there's something going on with him. Yeah, there's something, something going on with him. These are big games. You cannot blow these big games. These are important. He did it last week. Okay, it was a fluke, one hit, home run. Now, come on. Now you're looking bad. You look bad. Girardi looks bad. I mean, you leave guys in to give four or five runs up when we need this game. It's it, it's bad. It's it's pissing they made a me nice off. Comeback to go ahead, the Yankees too. Yeah, and then they gave it, and then they made them give a comeback. He made him. He they were up three runs, and they and he made them score four runs. The the bottom of that inning. Because you don't know. I mean, change your pitcher. How do you leave they them left, in? He to, left Canley. He left Canley and Green. Green and Canley in too long. Canley came and he clearly didn't have it, and. Uh, and he leaves him in to give up all the. I mean, come on! You he gave up four runs, and then and then Chapman gives up three runs, <laughs> whatever two runs, well, whatever he gave up. One thing I noticed with the Yankees, as good as their bullpen is, and they do, they have a great bullpen, but they're not they got, so no, good they sometimes. Have, they don't have they don't have that lefty. They don't have that really good lefty reliever. Other than Chad. In my opinion, he should have he shouldn't have like brought a middle relief, like a six a six seventh inning lefty they don't have. Like in that big spot when the lefties were up, they right. didn't have anybody to bring in, like a lefty to bring right. in. But my thing is six, I feel like Robertson is performing better than Chapman right now, so bring him in. Bring him in. Let him face one or two batters. If he don't have it, then bring Chapman in. You know, oh, Chapman's yeah, out closer. Chapman's We're going to use him. Yeah, and you're going to lose. So yeah, Unfortunately, they gave him $80 million, Chapman. So I understand that. But what's more important? Right now, you have to win these games. These games no, are agree, important. So instead of being three out, we're five out now. You understand? So, yeah. And then tonight and they have, you know, they have sale pitching. So that's going to be a tough one to win. So what are you going to be down, six or seven by Monday? Come on. You know, you got to stay in it. So whatever, you're, you're paying him, you're paying him. But if he ain't got it, don't bring him in. 
You know, I, I, I just I don't understand that. And don't leave these other guys in to give up four runs in a big game in the eighth inning. Yeah, no. It's very frustrating. It's you pissing know, and, me off. And I'll tell you, the Yankees, like I said, they made a nice comeback. You know, Frazier's starting to hit now. But I'm talking Frazier's starting to hit a little better. Hesley's been hitting lately. Actually, Listen, Sanchez it's not about their fire. bats. It's about their pitching. Their pitching is, is – everybody says they have this great bullpen. Yeah, they have a great bullpen. How come they keep blowing games? These are big games. These games, they they have to win. They needed that game last night. So now instead of three out, you're five out. And you have two games left, and the sale is pitching tonight. So odds are that's going to be a tough one. You know, you need you yeah, need that yeah. game. That game, you're up 6-3. You should have won that game. If yeah, you have the most have. incredible bullpen, you should have you should have maneuvered it more better than what you did. That you left someone in there to give up four runs in the eighth inning. I don't understand that. Yeah, the seventh inning. But why not? Yeah, why not bring Robinson in there in the seventh? You know. Right. He's been pitching great, Robinson. I mean, bring or him in. Or Or Betances, because he's been pitching pretty decent too. You know. He has his moments, but, I mean, Chapman's been blowing it, and now he blew another. So not only that, but now you're, it's going to affect him, too. You know? Well, they were losing when Chapman now. came in already. They were losing. But, uh, I understand that, but runs. still, they, 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 they were losing 7-6. They yeah, lost 9-6. So yeah, you they're know? still in the game, 7-6. So. Once it became 9-6, they weren't going to score three runs off of Kimball anyway. Right. This is my point, you know. It's just, I, I mean, the bats aren't bad. They've been hitting. I mean, you get Torres hitting. You have, you know, Hicks, Sanchez. Even Judge has been getting a few hits here and there now. And Gardner. Um, Gardner. And, you know, they're all hitting. So it's not like they're not doing their part. It's the pitching. Every freaking year it's the pitching. They have the greatest bullpen. It's the fucking pitching. It's it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, well, they, like they you get to pay all this money, out. do your job. Otherwise, sit him out. Sit him out for a few yeah. games. Maybe he needs a break. Maybe he needs some mental break. Whatever it is. Well, there was talk of them putting him on the DL for, for ten days. His hamstring was sore too. There was some talk of that too, but I guess that didn't happen. They pitched him last night because they were talking about that before last night. Yeah, the last game. When yeah. he gave up the home run last time, last week to the, the, the rookie yeah, there. The Mets. The Mets, yeah. Hey, listen, at least you slapped around the Mets last week. Uh, yeah, what good is it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We need to slap around Boston, and we can't, and that's the problem. And honestly, I definitely believe the whole season, I was like, Yankees are going to do it. Yankees are so good this year. They're really impressing me. They're going to do it. Honestly, right now, I think they may not even make the wild card. Well, I think they're still in good position for the wild card. They would have to really collapse. Yeah. Right, right. They're in good position for the wild card, but what happens when they have to play Boston? Boston owns them. Well, not gonna, not a, wild gonna... card, a wild card is a one-game playoff. Right. That, but they're still going to have to play Boston eventually. 
know, My thing is, they still have to play Boston eventually. If they want to get to, you know, they're still going to have to play Boston. Or Cleveland. Yeah, so. Cleveland's strong, too. And Houston, all those teams are strong. But the Yankees actually have done decent against Boston this year, though. They're 7-6 and against Boston this year. But lately, Boston's been playing, you know. Lately, Boston's been on fire. And and if you have Pedroia come back, that's it then. Because I feel like Pedroia is a Yankee killer. He just, he could, you know, he just gets, he finds ways to get those hits. Now this guy, no, Benintendi, he reminds me of Pedroia. He's he's another one. Benintendi, yeah, he gets rookie, a hit. Like, you know. Yeah, he's a nice-looking rookie, Benintendi. He's going to be a good player. You can see it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Oh. We'll see. Well, hang in there. Hang in there. Yeah. They're all right. They've still got a four-game lead in the wild card in the lost time. Obviously, tonight's going to be a tough game, but maybe they could find a way to beat Sal today, you know? Well, Sal started over. last week, and they, beat, they won that game. You know, they didn't beat him, but they beat his their relief pitchers. Well, that, no, but that was the game Chapman blew. They lost an extra inning. So oh, right, right, right. That's home run the game, right. In the ninth inning. Right. But, uh, but they, you know. But they the, had a chance to win it. They had, a, they had right. the lead with, with uh, they had the lead late, but they had a chance to win it. But they got to so, try to work the pitch count up and get Sale, you know, maybe Sale only pitches six, seven innings. You know, that's what they got to try to do. And they need Sebastian to pitch good. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, you know. I I, I kind of want to say I have a little faith in Sabathia, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. He's been pitching all right here and there. He gets his moments, you know, so. Yes, hang in there. Last, last game, there. Montgomery. The pitcher Montgomery's all right. He's not bad, that pitcher. Yes. Well, I think he's taking him out too soon, too. I think, you know, he could have pitched another inning yesterday. I right. He could have pitched, and he should have pitched. I don't know why he took him out. He was doing a great job. Even the last game he pitched, he was he's pitching all right. Why are you taking him out? Yeah, the last game he pitched even better, the last game. He pitched a two-hitter. Yeah, and he took him out with it. He only gave up one run at that game. Right. So that's my point. Like, I don't know. Javadi. He's managing, I think. He's going through yeah, Bolton like, too fast. He's going to burn yeah, Bolton like, out. Yeah, you, you, relax. They're good, but they're not that good. I mean, relax yourself there. You know, let them rest up a little. If your pitch is pitching good, leave them in a little. <sighs> I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah, but... we'll see. We'll see. We'll see tonight what happens. Hang in there, slugger. Yeah. Frustrated. <laughs> All right, well, you have a good show. <laughs> All right, have a good one. Thanks for calling. All right, I'll speak to you later. Bye. Bye. This team from Pine Bush called a frustrated Yankee fan. Listen, you still got a four game lead in the wild card. I know it's frustrating you lost the way you lost. The bullpen, you know, was supposed to be dominant, caving in like that. And Chapman, really, they need to figure out what's wrong with Chapman. They really know. So, we'll see. 
But I think the Yankees are still in good shape for the playoffs. Today's going to be a tough one, though. Sale, Sabathia, you got to like the matchup from Boston's perspective. But, hey, you never know what could happen. He has an off day. Or if the Yankees keep it tied, get them out of the game late or close game, and, and then they could their bullpen could bounce back. They really need to get Chapman going. Oh, Chapman, they, for them to go far, they need Chapman, right? You know, Chapman just, I don't know what's wrong with him. And the guy's still throwing 100, 101 miles an hour. So I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with him. It's got to be all mental at this point. I mean, because there's no other, really no other excuse for what's going on. There's not. So we're going to hit the phone lines again. Mike, what's going on? What is going on, Mr. Mojo? How are you, sir? I'm doing good today. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing really good today. Uh, Listening to the last call, listening to the Yankees, you know, the the Yankees, you know, the whole, you know, I guess the frustration, you know. All I can say is this, because we're the... Yankees, we're going to lose because we're the Yankees. We're going to lose and not make the playoffs. The Yankees are not making the playoffs, so that's it. You think they're going to fold? Oh, they're done. I mean, and, and listen, and, and you I don't know, know. And, and I, still I think, think they're, they're done because I, I think it's, it's, I think it comes down to winning teams they have to win against. I mean, like, you know, I don't know. The the Mets, yeah, you know that what it it's sad that they went out and swept the Mets. I mean, I hate when the Yankees sweep the Mets because it's like the Yankee fans are so stupid. And I and I'm not saying anything bad, but they 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 are. They they get on Facebook and, and they rip into people and they say, Oh, you're a Met fan, we just swept you. Okay, you swept the Mets. Great. Now go out there and beat Boston. That's I mean that's a that's a tall order. First of all, Boston is seventy games. They'll probably win ninety. Yeah, maybe I mean, more than ninety-five right now. They're they're a good team. Um, seventy and fifty-one. I mean the Yankees are not that the Yankees are not that far, but they gotta win. These are must games right now. Well, if, if you look at the Yankees' schedule after these two with Boston, they got three in Detroit. Then they got three against Seattle and then three against Cleveland, which is going to be big. And then another three against Boston again. Another four against Boston again. Now, so that's now when, if I'm the Yankees, that's when really right, now if I'm the Yankees, I would, I would definitely try to obviously beat everybody again, but I would focus on beating Detroit. I would focus on beating um, Seattle and then take my chances with Cleveland. 
and then see what happens. And you know what? Christine might be on 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 something there with Chapman. Put Chapman out for a couple of days. Rest him. Yeah. Yeah, no, they definitely need to do something. There's something wrong there. The guy's throwing on to one. I definitely agree. It's all mental. It's got to be mental at this point. Yeah. And speaking about the mental, uh, what, speaking about mental, what the hell is going on with the Mets? Huh? They're giving away everything for free out there. Well, obviously, I'm sure you heard the rant this morning. And, yeah, and, I you know, some rant. You know, it's true. I mean, you traded Jay Bruce, Duda, Granderson, Reed, and Walker, and you got five. Half-ass relief pitches, cash, and two players to be named later. I mean, they should be embarrassed to themselves. They really should. Basically, I agree. Five I definitely, uh, I, I definitely agree. Um, I definitely agree with you on that, Mojo. I mean, I, I can't. Uh, and I'm all for trading these guys in last year their contracts, but you got to get something, at least something. I mean, they got nothing but cash. Yeah, it's all about money. Yeah, that's what it is. It's all about money and how you can save it and. And you know, and the will and, and gonna can, pocket it. It ain't like they're gonna use it on the team. They're gonna pocket it. Like they don't. Oh, 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 yeah. They're still crying from the Madoff situation. They're still upset about that. That's why they're the Madoff Mets. Yeah. <laughs> meet the Mets, right? Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. You know, meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. And then, and then you look at, and then you look at my team, Atlanta, and then you you shake your head because, you know, a new ballpark. Um, and you think they? I, I figured they would be better. I mean, I don't know. I thought maybe they would be in, in second to last place, or at least last place. But Philadelphia, I think, has that sewn up. Yeah, Philadelphia. You know, they're just they're they're in a whole new retool mode. They got young players. They don't have much right now. The Phillies. And then you go to football, and you look at the Bills. I mean, are they out of their mind? First of all, Allen, there's a rumor going around, and, and, and uh, there's a rumor going around that Pittsburgh might be trading with the Bills to um, Tyrod, I heard. To be a backup, right? To be a backup yep. quarterback. That's a, that's a rumor well, Ty- so far. Tyrod heard didn't it. look good the other night, right? Tyrod threw two interceptions the other night. He didn't look good. Yeah, but what's his name blamed uh, – the, the line for that for some reason McDermott came out and I don't know McDermott came out and said Tyrod's our guy. Now I read I don't know if you read it I know I read it about the Bills possibly trading Shady and um which would be horrible which would be which would really be disgusting. Um, well you know being that they traded everybody else it wouldn't surprise me if they traded McCoy. Well, and really by the way speaking of speaking of Sammy speaking of Watkins. And in the and the trade um, that they did with for Watkins, the um, the general manager of the the Ram, the Rams, he um, he put in a call um, about Sammy. He put a call in about Sammy, and this was a this was a uh, a lengthy uh, pursuit. He he really pursued this like with phone calls and you know do you want to trade him? Do you want to trade him? And uh, look at and, and look at Jordan Matthews. He got hurt in practice. I know. I've seen that. You know, that's... So that's many guys uh, are getting hurt in the NFL, man. These, these yeah, guys, but, guys but are getting hurt. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. If, if, you're, if, if you're a preseason person and you go and you watch a preseason game, 
and you hear that Jordan Matthews got hurt in preseason, you're like, okay, that's football. Anything can happen. Same thing with opening day. Let's just say he goes out there and he plays against the Jets. Uh, he got hurt. But to get hurt in practice, that's um, – Oh, I know all uh, about it. My, quarter, my quarterback tore his ACL in practice. <laughs> yeah, and now you got Cutler, and uh, he's good. You know, Cutler's good, Jake Cutler. He looks good the other like night, Cutler. He's taking some good throws the other night. Yeah, he's a good He's a good quarter. He's one of your best quarter. He's a good quarterback. Well, they're he's, lucky that they, they were able to get a guy like that, you know, when, when Tyler Hill got hurt because the season would have been pretty much over if they didn't get a quarterback like that. Yeah, we're almost uh, – I think we're almost 20, 20 to 21 days out or 22 days out from – from uh, see open season already. My God. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and before 9th, you, and before you know, Madden, Madden comes preview. out. September ninth is going to be my NFL preview and season preview. And September second is going to be my fantasy football preview with PDV. Oh. Well, at ten o'clock, maybe ten o'clock. At ten o'clock, I will be on the highway. I will be heading up to Buffalo. I will be my my jersey came in. I have a new football jersey. I'm excited about it. My uh my my Zay seventy Jones, seven for my first uh, my first jersey? year. What happened? Did you get the Zay Jones jersey? No, I didn't get it yet because I'm I ordered a couple of jerseys and it's probably gonna come. I was thinking about it. I mean good thing I didn't get a Watkins jersey. Yeah, yeah. That would have sunk if you would have got They're it. They're still selling them for like uh half the price now. Oh, I'm sure they'll probably give them away now. Uh, I, I like, uh, I like, I don't know if you see, I don't know if, if if every team does this. I know I've seen this with teams, though. I guess they're encouraging the fans, like you know, don't worry about it if your player gets traded. Um, in in some some jerseys, when I I have a Carmelo jersey, it says always a Nick. So I guess maybe they're trying to say, you know what? Don't worry about it. He'll always be a Nick. It's it's so weird. It's it's weird. I don't know. I think that's just a way of selling an extra jersey. I'm I'm shocked. By the way, speaking of Carmelo, I'm shocked that the Knicks didn't do anything. Well, not yet. I I still think he gets traded. I don't think he'll be on the team when the season. I don't starts. think I I I don't know why he didn't get traded already, but uh, I don't know, but. I, I, I'm here a moment but, at going back, going back to, to football for a minute. Going back I heard to football, like he stopped and Reggie Ragland. Like you said, the ninth. Did like you hear anything about ninth. that, Mike? What? Mike, did you hear anything about that? That the Bills might be shopping Reggie Ragland. No, I didn't hear that. I heard. I heard yeah, Tyrod Taylor. The Buffalo News. You know. You know Vic Carucci from the Buffalo Bills yeah. News. He believes second-year linebacker Reggie Ragland may be a trade candidate. He's been demoted wow. to the third team and isn't a good in Buffalo's 4-3 defense. It's been a wow. disappointing start to Ragland's career so far. Well, that, that's, so, in the, that's in the Buffalo news. i got to check that out. Yeah, Vic Carucci. Oh, yeah, he's good, Carucci. I like Carucci. I know who exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, that's a that's – a, um, if I'm a Buffalo – if I'm a Buffalo Bill fan, which I am, Right now, the only thing that I'm concentrating on, obviously, is what's going to happen, you know, what's going to happen, um, you know, in Buffalo with the Bills. And, uh, you know, the Buffalo, uh, are they going to, you know, are they going to, to tank their season? Is this what it's come down to? I mean, you know, it just seems to me that they're tanking it. Yeah, they're clearly rebuilding. I mean, listen, you're, 
got loaded with picks for next year. Got two ones, two twos, and two threes for next year, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. And if they if they were to trade a Ragland, I'm sure they can get another good pick, and maybe McCoy. I'm sure they would get a good pick. So if they move all these guys, they'll, they'll really be loaded. They'll be rebuilding it, obviously, but they could load up with draft picks and try to retool that way. Yeah, not you know, right? We and we have time. I mean, it's uh, you know we're almost here for the season. This this close um this close to everything. I, I I'm just concerned with with everything that I'm seeing. Um, if the Buffalo Bills did that with Raglan, uh, then there's something going on. And then, and and then the the Bills are just I don't know. The Bills are all over the place. The Bills, the Bills need to uh, to relax and and stop trading my my players because it's uh it, it's sad. I can't even find. Oh wait, I'm done. I can't even find the sports section in this thing. I don't know. You know, you know, it just it just bothers the hell out of me that that they would do this, that they would decide to trade now they're going to do this. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They need to just figure out what they're going to do and do it already and, and stop trading my guys. If that's what they're going to do, I mean, I don't know. Let me ask you something else. So when, when, when are we going to see pro wrestling now back? Right after SummerSlam, I guess this Wednesday, um, I'm gonna be coming back, and uh, of course, you know, of course, of course, everybody's wondering what I'm doing with that. I'm gonna probably split it and do what I've been doing, you know, talk sports and and uh, I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably preview the NFL myself, do a little preview, but I want to do a how many wins for each team. I'm gonna be doing that soon. I'm gonna be predicting how many wins I think. Um, teams are going to win, um, but uh, but yeah, SummerSlam is Sunday. So um, any predictions? Um, what do you got? Any predictions for SummerSlam? Anything well, big yeah, I happen? always have predictions. I um, for some strange reason, um, I love uh, not. It's not strange, but I will say this: I think Brock loses the um, the 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 title, uh, and I think Braun Strowman comes away with it. They think Brock's going to leave? Any leaving WWE? If he loses, oh, uh, I don't know. I didn't hear that. Maybe, could be. Well, he uh, said Paul Heyman. I think Jinder Mahal loses um, the the belt to Shinsuke. I think Shinsuke has got the belt. I was surprised when that Baron Corbin cash in supposedly did backstage heat on him. That's why they made him cash in and lose. Yeah, there's a lot of heat on him. You know, they're putting him up against John Cena. Um, that's going to be a good match. Uh, I think Cena loses. Well, no, I think Cena wins. I think Cena somehow wins. Um, then the United States uh, champion, AJ Styles versus Owens. Shane is the guest referee. Uh, I think somehow Owens comes out the winner. I think uh, Styles what? is going to hold on. What do you think of the tag team of, of the Shield coming back together, of Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins? Did they, did they win the titles, you think? Uh, I think so. I, I think they win. I, I, I don't see why not. Uh, somebody's saying that, that Roman might win the belt. I don't know. I mean, you know, um, World Women's Champion Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks. Uh, I got to go with uh, with Alexa on that. Oh, no, I, I'll go with Sasha on that. I like Sasha. Supposedly, supposedly um, Sasha and Alexa really hate each other in real life, supposedly. Probably. Um, 
you know, I heard Tasha's really, ba- I mean, uh, I heard Alexa's really bad to do business with, I heard. I heard a lot of bad things about Alexa Bliss, actually. Um, the WWE loves her because she's a hard worker. She's a good worker. Women's, uh, like women's champion Naomi uh, versus Natalia. I think Natalia has it, I think. Well, you know what? I think Natalia deserves it. I mean, she's been there. She's always done the right thing for the company. She's always given people, you know, putting people over and stuff. I think Natalia deserves a run with the title. Well, I'll tell you this. Yesterday I seen Natalia at Toys R Us um, right near my house. And she was walking, she was signing autographs, she was leaving. And I went up to her and I said, I used to, you know, I used to work with your Uncle Smith. And she said, thank you very much for always looking out for Smith. I said, I always look out for Smith. I said, you know, um, and we talked for a little while. And, and uh, yeah, she was saying about how she loves wrestling and how she can't wait to take on Naomi at SummerSlam. And she said that she's going to, She's going to win, and when she wins, she said she's going to do it for uh, for Smith, so it is memory. And I would say everybody knows Smith Hart was, uh, had his own show on our network as well. He's unfortunately passed away. Yeah, you could definitely but, still go there and listen to the archives. Uh, it, it, had, it's a great, a it was a great show. It, yeah, it was a great, the, the Hart grapevine. Very uh, his insightful. brother of Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah. Brother of Bret Hart, that's true. And uh, Owen Hart, of course. And, you know, Smith always said that Owen was his favorite wrestler. Yes, Owen was great. I mean, Oh, and if you, watch, um, if you watch 1994 SummerSlam, you'll see Smith jumping uh, jumping through the cage to try to get at Owen in uh, the anvil. He was there. Anvil, he, was, the heart, he had his son. Was always my favorite. The Hart Foundation with the anvil and uh, yeah. Bret Hart. That was always my favorite team, bro. Yeah, they were a good team. I mean, they were they they had a lot of good teams. Um, let's uh, let's uh, let's see. Oh, Big Show versus Big Cass. Oh, Randy Orton versus Rusev. I think Randy Orton loses on this one. Think so? I think he wins. But then again, he's been off KO in him every week, so maybe he does lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think it's uh, I, I think it's time. Um, and that's another thing, too. Last week I went to an independent show, and there were RKOing people. They were spearing people. They were doing every WWE move that you could think of to get the crowd uh, into it, and the crowd loved it. They were yelling, um, they were yelling RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was big, funny. He keeps coming out and getting him out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean uh, the demon, uh, Finn, uh, the demon Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. I think Finn. I think Finn wins this. I think Finn. Finn's gonna win. Yeah, well, I think Bray Wyatt beat him last week. So I think Finn comes back as the demon and probably beats him this week, right? Yeah, right. That's what's gonna probably uh, probably happen. Um, big Big Show versus Big Cass with Enzo in the cage. Uh, it's funny that that he's in a shark cage. I'm shocked that we didn't get a big cast versus um, Enzo, you know, at SummerSlam. But uh, I don't know. I gotta say, well, he's, the already him. he's already beat Enzo a couple of times. That's not, you know, they, yeah. I, I think Big Cat beats the Big Show, so I think they're they're putting over Big Cat. So I, I'd be yeah, I think Big, big Cat is coming up. He's having some great. I I agree. Um. SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The New Day. This is going to be a kickoff match versus the Usos. I think The, the New Day has it. Um, then The Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan versus The Miz and the, with The Miz Taraj. Uh, I think The Miz Taraj steals it, I think. 
Yeah, I could see that too. And, they put and uh, last but not least, WWE Cruiserweight Champion Akira Tozawa versus Neville. I think Neville wins. Oh, you know what? I think Tozawa yeah. wins because I think Neville Neville had his shot his time. So basically, just sorry to sorry to change it for a minute, but breaking news: the Mets have just got rid of Rene Rivera now to the Cubs. So. The Mets basically gave him away to the to the Cubs for nothing. Again, another uh, you another. You know what the Mets? You know what the Mets remind me of? The Mets remind me of pilots that are dumping their fuel. The Cubs trade played them off waivers, and the Mets gave them away for nothing. That's what I'm reading here. So, Rene Rivera, what? the latest Met to be dumped for nothing. I would. Oh, you, you got you got your Mets. friends out there, Doctor A, and the other guy out there. I'm sure he's uh. They're all upset about this. I, I can't believe the Mets. I mean, uh, they're they're just unloading for nothing. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna trade, trade for something, trade for value. Get anything, get something that could possibly turn into something. I mean, they're getting nothing. I mean, I yeah, the Mets you know, are just getting bamboozled. They 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 don't know what they're doing. confirmation of they got anything. Yeah, so, how was yeah, the so, um, yeah, no, how was the vibe how was the vibe the other night when he went to the uh when you went to the games against the Yankees? You know, it was it was all right in the beginning, but then as it went on when the Yankees jumped out on him, you could really just hear the Yankee fans. There was a lot more Yankees there was a lot of Yankee fans there. You know, and that that was uh you know, that was really the difference. I mean, just a lot of Yankee fans. Well, you know, I just mean, hearing the Yankee fans. Fan. I mean, we had a not, great time. Me and my son had a great time. Yeah, you know? I've seen that. That but, was uh, nice. It's always it's always nice to take your son and go out to the Mets games. And, uh, you know, I, I just wish the outcome would have been better. But I don't know. I think I think that's what I, I think that's what, what happened. I don't know. I think that's what listen, happened. Well, my when my seven-year-old son looked at me and goes, Dad, they really stink. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, starting, they're really starting to – to piss a lot of people, <laughs> off, people off, and and I, I listen. I, I I listened to today to the Mets roundtable, and uh, it just sounded to me like it's it's just look, you guys are going through the motion, and uh, and you know what? You have every, every you have every right to rant about the Mets because you put so much time and effort into the Mets, and you're a big Mets fan, and you love the Mets, and uh, what do the Mets do? They break your heart, Sam. It really is. It's sad. That's just like me. I don't know what I would do if my team's ever won the big one again. Like, like, yeah. wow! Well, how, how do you rebound from that? How do you rebound from that? You know, it's a, it's, it's like with me. I, I don't know, but I, I just look at it this way. I guess we're all blessed to be sports fans, and we're blessed to have you because, uh, you know, Saturdays, you know, they're just not the same without Mojo, and Mojo makes everything better over here. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. You know, we love you, Mojo. You're doing a great job on the on the radio, uh, on the sports network over here. We, well, on the radio, on the network that we have, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of big changes going on. And uh, you know, I will be back recovering. I can't wait. This is going to be a big big weekend for me because there's so much wrestling. Um, it's like tonight I'm going to be watching. Well, tonight I'm going out, but. When I come home, you know I'm going to be watching NXT because uh, that's going to be on. And then tomorrow night, SummerSlam, Monday Night Raw, 
uh, SmackDown, and then Wednesday night I'll be on the air. I think I'll be on the air, maybe, and I'll be able to talk about, um, you know, the uh, the situation with wrestling. But I, I think everybody's going to be in, in joy. I think everybody's happy with it. I think the Barclay Center's doing a great job, as always. I think the the, the uh, you know fans are going to be happy with it. I know that I know this is the the year that the wrestling fans look forward to it. SummerSlam, you know, next year it's going to be uh, 30 years. Uh, this year it's going to be 30 years for Survivor Series, and next year it's going to be 30 years for SummerSlam. How time flies! Yes, really. And you got Monday Night Raw and SmackDown both in Barclays this week as well. Yeah, so. that that's a great that's some deal. That that is like the. Um, that's like the Royal Rumble now they're doing it for. That's like Philadelphia they're doing it for that. That's like uh, what WrestleMania does it does. I mean, it's just a great it's just a great time and uh I can't wait to um to be a part of it. You know, I can't wait to watch it and uh you know, I'm going to be home. I'm going to be watching it. And I'm going to be happy. I'm sure I'm going to love SummerSlam. I I I can't wait to see uh What's going to happen? Summer slams are happening, and uh, you got to, you know, you got to be with a winner. Well, for all you wrestling fans out there, Wednesday, Magic Mike Pro Wrestling now and more will be returning, and I'll have a full Summer Slam recap. So you yeah, and, and now in. I will also, I will also be doing a first, which I never do, but I'll be talking about Impact because you know I went to see uh, Impact Wrestling um, at a, you know, a couple of weeks ago at Staten Island Yankee Stadium. And uh, I'll tell you, they treated me like a king over there. Yeah, so it'll be good to get you back and to start having your show on again every week. It's always a good show to listen to. We've got a lot yeah, of good information. Yeah, I, I took a hiatus because of my world, family. So. I'm trying to get my family back. Uh, you know, my grandmother's not doing too good. Of course, good, so, things uh, happen, you know, family first. You I know. took a hiatus. That's, that's, what, uh, that's what our fearless leader, Mr. Bay Ragney, uh, said the same thing. Um, you know, yeah. basically the same thing. You know, you have to take some time. I told them I'm going to be taking some time. But on my show, if your listeners will, will also note too, on my show I will be talking about everything wrestling. I do wrestling news. Um, I talk about, you know, independent wrestling. I talk about, you know, I have guests sometimes. Hopefully I'm in the works right now talking with a ex-WWF Hall of Famer. So I'm going to be talking with him soon. And uh, and may, possibly another wrestling woman, so I, I I you know made some good contacts with with Impact. Uh, I might be going to Florida to talk to Impact on some some podcast deals. They got some deals going on, so I might be going to Florida to talk to them. Possibly in November, they said so. So good, nice big things going on for Magic Mike and Pro. Yeah, wrestling trying to that. make the magic happen. You know, this is uh this is the time. And for all you Mets and Yankee fans out there, hang in there because uh, things can't get that worse. Yeah. Well, well the Mets can trade everybody. I'm surprised the Mets didn't trade right yet. Well, nobody wants them. He's making too much money. Yeah, well, the Mets, uh, I'm surprised the Mets don't just cut them. <laughs> no, nah, they wouldn't do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, right. Mets, all right, Mets don't eat money. Yeah, well, the Mets Mike, are really. Well, as always, and doing a great job. All right. Are you going to be on the air next week? Show on Wednesday. Yeah, I'll be back on next week, of course. All right, Anthony. I'll talk to you then. Mr. Mojo, thank you, and uh, keep up the good work, bro. Thank you, man. Thanks for calling, as always. All right, bye-bye.
Magic Mike Ferrara calling in, talking sports, baseball, football, wrestling, giving us a little SummerSlam preview. There's a big uh, SummerSlam takes place tomorrow night, a pay-per-view on WWE Network for $9.99. You could get it. Definitely worth the buy for all the pay-per-views. And uh, Pro Wrestling Now and More will be returning Wednesday night with Magic Mike Ferrara, and he'll give you a full SummerSlam recap, <clears throat> so definitely tune in, your wrestling fans. And Mike, thanks for calling in, giving us a little preview. And uh, yeah, as also like I just was saying with Mike when he was on the phone, breaking news: the Mets have officially dumped another player. So in all the talk, all all show about the Mets dumping players, here comes another player that they dumped. Rene Rivera dumped, basically claimed off waivers and given to the Cubs for nothing. I mean, this team is just becoming a disgrace at this point. I, I mean, it's it's just another player they get nothing for. It's kind of comical at this point. And listen, Rivera wasn't a great play. He wasn't, you know, a backup catcher. It's just the point that they really are getting nothing for nobody at this point, and it's actually comical that they're just dumping any money. And he's not even making that much money. They're just dumping anybody, you know. But they claimed Rene Rivera off waivers. You know, he's going to be a backup catcher. And, you know, you know he's going to give him some deck as Wilson Contreras is sidelined, so he'll definitely be getting some at-bats. You know, but it's actually funny. If you really think of it, it's actually funny. I mean, they, they can't even – they won't they don't give up anybody right now. They'll save a couple thousand dollars at this point. So now I guess you're going to see more Kevin Ploiecki as a backup to Dono for the rest of the year. Like, we didn't see enough of Ploiecki already to know how, how bad he is. All right, so we're going to hit the phone line. My, my man, my man, Doodoo Brown, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Ah, nothing. Call talk a little, change of pace, talk a little football. But before I get into that, it's real how much I hate around this Chapman. I can't believe they gave this guy $85 million. You remember I wasn't happy when they gave him that contract, and it seems like whenever the Yankees overpay, when they, I should say when they outbid themselves for a player, it always comes back to haunt them. Chase Headley, Ellsbury, even A-Rod. Remember when they re-signed A-Rod and outbid themselves? Yeah. It always yeah. seems to haunt them. I, it just always seems to. And uh, But, yeah, and before I get into football, listen to a Braves fan bash the Yankees. It must be like hearing a Tampa Bay Devil Ray bash the Braves. It's like, Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, football anyway, is fun. Yeah, I no, can't but wait. yeah, but, I mean, before we get into the NFL, so we, I mean, obviously, yeah. I don't know if you heard before, Christine from Pinebush called in, and she was very frustrated, you know, with the Yankees, with their bullpen, very frustrated. I mean, I mean, to me, I still think the Yankees are in good position for the wild card, but well, listen, I mean, they are, and, and and you know what? Hey, man, if they don't, let's say for they don't get in the playoffs. They had a fun season. Nobody expected anything out of this team. Uh, the way I look at it, we're playing with house money. Just enjoy them, have some fun, and that's it. You know what I mean? Right now, I would just ride the hot hand in the bullpen. Obviously, Chapman just doesn't have it right now. I don't know what the hell's going on with this guy. He's still throwing hard, you know? Yeah, it's got to be I mental. mean, could he be hurt? Other, I don't know. You know? It's got to be mental. I don't see – what else could it be? I think – I mean, listen, I'm no expert, but I think he's just burnt out. I think from the extended season, you know, playing – the guy's never – I don't know if he's ever been in the playoffs before last year. To be honest with you, off the top of my head, I don't know. But, you know, maybe he's just burnt out. And the, the Cubs, you know, they burnt him out, and you can't blame them. You know, they rented him. Why wouldn't you? You know? And I think it, it carried over into this season. 
I think the guy's just burnt out. And for that matter, hey, and just because you're paying this guy $85 million doesn't mean he has to be a closer. He has to get the job done. And if he's not, give the ball to somebody else. You got other guys who are capable. You know, Panthers is capable. Robertson. But Panthers can you know, do it. And give him a little break. Maybe give him a, a, a week off. Let him, re, let him recharge his battery. That, yeah. I mean, they got nothing to lose because he's clearly burnt out. He just looks like he's flat. He, he, you know, but yet he's throwing hard. So it's kind of strange. It's, I mean, can you be hurt and still throw 100? Maybe he could. I don't know. But that's something's why clearly not right. I think it's got to be mental because – it might be, and a lot of times with closes, it is. So, you know, maybe, maybe he needs a little, a little time off to get his head together. And, and you know what? Go do it. Tell the guy, hey, go away for a weekend. You know, clear your head. You know, just don't shoot guns you and seen, beat up your wife. You seen last you know? night, I mean, he gave, up, he gave up the two runs. It was second and third, no out. Right? Girardi came out right. and talked to him, and then he got out of it. And then he got out of it without right. giving up any more runs. Right. So it's like, oh, I, I knew know, when they I, when they brought him in. I'm like, all right, this is where the game. Now we're not going to win because just the situation they brought him into, and, and you could just feel it. You, you know, when you're watching your team, you, you could see they're blowing the game. You know, they they had the game, they let it go, and then that's yeah, you just and when they brought him in, like, yeah, yeah. And when they brought him in, I'm like, they sealed the deal here. Now this game's over. You know, but hey, you know they got some big games coming up. You know, they they got to, you know make the most of these upcoming series with Detroit, Seattle, and today they got to stop matched up with Dale, right, tonight. Yeah, you got to figure they ain't going to win that one, you know. I mean, anything can happen in baseball, but, you know, let's face it, Sale has been like, you amazing this year. Quote, you got to keep the get down up and get him out of the game in the sixth, seventh inning. And hopefully right, and, and hopefully get him to the bullpen and, and we can win. And hopefully CeCe keeps us in the game, too, you know. Yeah. It's yeah, all bullpen. Yeah, but CeCe's been pretty good this you know. Yankees and Red Sox, they both got some good young players. Like the Red Sox, too, and Benatendi, Divas. I mean, they got, you know, obviously Betts and both. Yo, those those two players right there, you just ain't That Benatendi, man, that kid's a hitter. You could tell he's just a really good hitter. And, you you know, I mean, we've seen a lot of rookies that look like they're supposed to be good, and then they come and go. But I, I don't know. He looks like he's here to stay, that guy. He, he looks like the real deal. And that other guy. Yeah, no, he really Devin. looks good. Yeah. And he's only 20. I, I mean, was Jesus, 20. But all year, I mean, while they had one right in front of their nose the whole time. Right, right. right. He's 20 years old. I mean, he's 20. I, I mean, this kid a couple of years ago could have been in high school, <laughs> you know? That's crazy. Dick. It's kind of like when uh, what's-his-name came up. You remember he was very young, too, Beltre. Like, yeah, you know, he was like 19, I think, right? Wasn't he 19? Like, yeah, he kind of reminds me of him. You know what I mean? He kind of reminds me of him. seems like he's been playing forever, right, at this point. It really does. And when you look at his career numbers, you're like, whoa, look at the career this guy had. Like, and and kind of quietly, too. Yeah. He's and he did it quietly. Right? I mean, you can make a good case. He's 3,000 hits. Right? Uh, you know, numbers-wise, how could you say he's not? Uh, you know, got 3,000 hits. He's a whole famer. Yeah. And it's just amazing that he's been on, you know, a few different teams. You know, you would think a guy like this would have at least spent the bulk of his career with one team. Yeah. So, well, yeah, who knows, man. He found, he found his home with Texas, obviously, after, yeah. after he played yeah. you know, many years with the Dodgers. Yeah, he's but having, like, the know, quietest Hall of Fame career I think I've ever played seen. Played a lot of years <laughs> with Seattle, too, right? The Dodgers, yeah. Seattle, and Texas. 
But, yeah, I mean, he has 3,020 hits. He has 458 homers. So, I mean, if he plays a couple more No years, reason to think he ain't going to get 500. Homers. He might. You know, I mean. Plus, you know, career 286 out. He's a whole, definitely a Hall of Fame on this guy. I don't no see doubt about he's it. Not. And, and he's got he's a couple of gold gloves. Right? Yeah, he's, he's probably the quietest. And at least in our lifetime, he's probably having the quietest Hall of Fame career. Like, yeah. He's not a name that jumps out at you, but yet when you look at his numbers, they're undeniable. Like, you know, you don't think he's not gloves. a household name. Five gold gloves. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a household name, but then when you look at those numbers, you're like, whoa, look at this fucking guy's yeah. a Hall of Fame career. <laughs> you know? He's playing. And, you he's know, playing. most baseball fans no, don't even probably know who the hell he is. Like, the average baseball, just an average fan, I'm saying. Wouldn't even know 20, who he is. He's played 20 years. He's playing 20 years already? 20 years. 1998. Oh, my he came goodness. Up. He came up that long ago? Oh, my God. It doesn't yeah. seem like it. Yeah, wow. And how old was he when he came up? Age 19. Right. See what I mean? Like, he, right. This, this Boston kid reminds me of him because he's 20, kind of like, you know, same position. Like, wow. And what country is he from, the kid, the Boston kid? He's from a Latin country, right? Yeah, yeah. Is he... Is he a Latin player? Yeah, let me check that. I'll tell you right now. I, I think he is. I mean, who knows? You know, you got so many kids coming out of these Latin American countries. Probably it's, they're breeding Dominican hell Republic. fucking crop Dominican of players. Republic. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Dominican Republic. Is Beltre Dominican? Yeah. Is, Demi- is Beltre Dominican? Yeah, Dominican Republic, yeah. Yeah, Beltre. see, there are a lot of similarities, man. Santo Domingo, he's from Beltre. Right. And uh, and he's from Sanchez Ramirez province is where he's from. Oh, okay. Well, it's probably not too far. Dominican Republic is an island, so it can't be that far apart, you know? Wow. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. On to the Giants, football. Yeah, bring on the football, baby. Can't wait. How do you like how the preseason's going so far for the Giants? And, and so far, so good. Knock wood. You know, up. everybody's healthy. Everybody's healthy, and that's that's always a good sign. But, uh, yeah, the same flowers looks really good, much improved, which every Giant fan wants to hear. Uh, they're saying Eli Apple looks great. He's bulking up. has been looking really good. And uh, Davis Webb is getting a lot of rave reviews. You know, yeah, they're saying he may even have a shot at the backup yeah. now. Well, he's definitely probably going to be number three at least, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he's a third-round draft pick, so you know he's making the roster. So the Giants are definitely carrying three quarterbacks. You can bank on that now. You know what I mean? Unless for some reason the other two guys are so bad and they want to just carry two and just roll the dice and just keep Webb. I mean, but I don't see them doing that, you know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no rush thing. They were a little worried about Perkins hasn't looked good, right? Yeah, well, it's early. You know what I mean? It's still early. And, you know, I don't know what the, how much to expect from Perkins. Listen, he looked pretty good last year, but he's not Adrian Peterson either. So people should temper their expectations. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I, I know Doc, he well, Doc looks like a, get a lot of light anyway. Darkwood should, Doc. and you know what? Yeah. It, it seems like this is Darkwood's situation every year since he's on the team. He's been in the same situation. Like, you know, and who knows what to expect from Shane Vereen? You know, he's got to be healthy, too. Yeah. 
So he's and another they, guy. And they got the kid. He's really good out of the backfield on third down. So, I mean, he's very effective. Yeah, he could down. be a weapon. He could definitely be a weapon. And uh, the Clemson kid, Goldman, we don't know what to expect from him. He's a rookie, so, you know, time will tell with yeah. him. I wish, I wish they would have signed LeGarrette Blunt. I think that guy would have been a perfect fit for this team. They were a now team. You, you know what I'm saying? The Giants, uh, you look at their roster, they could, they're built for now. There's no reason they couldn't sign that guy. But once they drafted Goldman, you knew they weren't. That's it. It was out the window. So, uh, maybe they know something. The Eagles now belong too, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a nose for the end zone, you know. And the Giants, you know, they lack that from their running game. Like, he really, like, made perfect sense for them. Like, but, you know. I don't know. Maybe they have their reasons. So obviously but the Giants you know, defense is the strength of the team, right? But how do you yeah, feel about the Giants yes. linebackers? I know you've always been critical of the linebacking and said been saying for years that they need to draft linebackers. But what do you yeah. think? How they well, how it's shaping up right now? I think they're pretty much where they've been for the last four years at linebacker. Nothing's changed. They're going to have mediocrity, and the line and the secondary will pick up the slack for the linebackers and. That's just the way the Giants have been built the last, you know, I don't know, a few years now. I, I mean, they're, they're saying in camp that B.J. Goodson looks really good. He was the fourth-round pick out of last year's draft, the kid out of Clemson. They're saying he looks yeah, really he's good. Yeah, he's the starting middle linebacker right now, right? As of right now, yeah. They're saying he's taking yeah. charge. You know, he's, you know, calling shots on D. And, you know, everything you're hearing is nice. But, you know, we won't know until we see this kid on the field. I hope he's going to be good, you know. And, I mean, we'll see. But the, the strength of that team is definitely the secondary. And their line. If it's anything like line. last year. Yeah. And their line, yeah, yeah. But they lost Hankins. So, you know, will Jay Bromley fill in or the rookie they drafted, Dalvin Tomlinson, the Alabama Tomlinson, kid? You know, will yeah. these guys – Yeah. Will they fill yeah. in? If they do, you know, if the giant defense is as good as it was last year, they're definitely getting back in the playoffs. And who knows where they can go from there, you know? Yeah, I just did my predictions, you know, for the magazine, for the totally driven magazine. I have the Giants winning the division. So I think the Giants are going to, especially without, with, you know, with Elliott out for maybe six right. games, you know. I think, See, my only I think Dallas with... might take a step back anyway this year, Dallas. Well, my worry with the Giants is every time the expectations are high for them, they disappoint. At least in the past. I'm not saying that can never happen again, but always seems like whenever like they're picked to win a division and all the analysts and the experts are high on them is when they disappoint you. But in 2007 and 11, when they won the Super Bowl, they, they weren't expected to win the Super Bowl those two years. They, and they yeah. came out of nowhere. They were the underdogs. And Granted, different coach, different teams, you know, so who knows. But as far as Dallas goes, I mean, I don't think Dallas – you know, and obviously I hate Dallas. But I'm not saying it's because I hate them. I don't think they're going to win the division just because their defense isn't that good. The defense wasn't very good last year, and they didn't do nothing to improve it. They really didn't add any yeah. pieces. If anything, they lost pieces. Not having Zeke Elliott is obviously a big factor, although well, I think their running game will be pretty good them, because Taco they have a great Charlton's line. Taco Charlton's looked good for them in the preseason right. so far. But – yeah, they haven't done much, really, to address it. You're right. No, I mean, right. If he's, like, their biggest addition, you know, I'm not taking nothing away from Taco Charlton, but it ain't enough, you know. And he's a rookie, so you don't know what you're going to get from him either. And, uh, you know, 
Their running game, I think they're going to, you know, obviously they're not going to just replace Elliott, but they'll run the ball fine because they have a great offensive line. You know, and Alfred Morris and McFadden are definitely serviceable. You know what I mean? And you put them behind a good line, I, I think they can get the job done. I just wonder what we're going to see out of Dak Prescott this year. You know what I mean? Because coming yeah, into this I, year now, yeah. he's not going to be – He's not going to take anybody by surprise now. You know what I'm saying? The NFL had an offseason to study this guy. They have game film to study. And as you know, as all fans know, defenses always adjust. You know? Yeah. So, and i got to be honest, we don't have if, that security blanket of Romo behind him either. You know? You know, he always had that little security blanket behind him. Right. You know? right. Well, the team he, had he that failed, security he, blanket, not him. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. And the team, right. too. He fails now. That, right. You know, they don't have – Romo to come in the game. Although now. They, they would have very big problems, yeah. But at the same time, they couldn't afford to just keep Romo on the bench either because he's making so much yeah. money. You, you know what I mean? But uh, I heard Romo recently you know, said that he would come, he would only come back for Dallas if he ever came back at retirement. I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't doubt it. So if something ever happened, I think then, you know he still wants to play. To yeah, he just don't want to sit on the I, bench. Right. I, I, I could totally, you know, honest, that happened. You know, Jerry Jones would try to bring him back. I could totally see that. Oh, without a doubt. But, uh, you know, time will tell. Maybe he, maybe Prescott is the real deal. We don't know. You know, listen, Dallas kept him on a short leash last year, and they were smart for doing so. They, they coached him great. You got to give him that. You know what I mean? They knew how to use him well. They put him in a position where he couldn't really mess up much. And kudos to their coaching staff. But, Let's see how that works out this year. Do they um, open up their offense more? Do they, you know what I'm saying? Do they uh, give him more, you know, uh, flexibility as far as throwing the ball around the field and stuff like that? That's what I'm interested to see. Because well, everything helps with, you know, run. offensive line, too, right? I mean, he has a great offensive line in front of right. him, too. So that also helps, you know. Uh, definitely. It helps not just with the running, but the passing as well. It gives him time to throw. And, you know, so it'll be interesting to see. But I think – the Eagles are going to be very difficult in the NFC East. I just have a feeling the Eagles are going to be pesky. The defense, yeah, I mean, you know, they got, I just, you know, Wentz, Wentz got another year of experience. Obviously, they got Blunt and with Sproles on third down. They got, you know, obviously right. number one receiver and Jeffrey now. So, yep. you know, they're not really deep. You know, then they got Torrey Smith, too, right? So, you know, the number two, right. they got, you know, behind them, they don't have a lot of depth. You know, they had Nelson Aguilar. When was the last that, time the really Eagles were depth. deep at wide receiver? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think about it. Never. And they Honestly, got Jack Earth. You know, Earth is good. Right, right. But they have weapons. That, they, they're they're not deep, but they have weapons. They got three sacks in two preseason games, so they got to be guys, happy about bro, that. I think he's better than the first overall pick, Miles. He, he might be. The, yeah, he could end up being one of the best I think players he is. in the draft. He, he, he looks like a beast, man. I remember, like, me and a Pete were like drooling over him during the draft talking and and he was sliding yeah. sliding I'm like oh I knew he would never slide down to the Giants and then when the Eagles took him I was like oh man now I gotta watch this guy twice a year against my team like yeah. oh but I remember like leading up to the draft all the highlights of him and the, I'm like wow this guy looks like an animal I'm like this guy looks better than the the first pick you know like when you, they would show film and you know I'm not a scout. I'm just a fan, but from what I see, that guy looked better. I don't know. And but three sacks already, huh? Wow. Well, yeah, they've seen him twice a year. So. Yeah. 
they got to be ecstatic with that fan. But, yeah, looking at, like you said, Dallas, too, their defense. You know, obviously, Sean Lee's that key to their defense, and he knows when this guy is. Right, and you got to hope he stays season, on the field. Yeah. Right. And he's the kind of guy, you know, let's face it, he could get hurt, you know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done. Hurt, he, you know, he's. So. Yeah, right, exactly. He's had a hard time staying on the field over the last few years. But when he is on the field, he's an impact player. But Yeah. I'll never forget how many yeah, we'll he wanted the Giants didn't draft him. Oh, my goodness. They took Clint Sintim over him. And no one no one knows who the hell Clint Sintim is or where he is right now. <laughs> that always oh happens God. with guys. Because no, I know. You, you can name a million guys like that that happen. Yeah. Like Listen, that. you could look at every GM in the NFL, okay? Every GM misses on picks. If, yeah, if a GM yeah, hit right, on yeah. every pick, they would be a dynasty every year of that team. You know what I mean? So Exactly, exactly. But that one always stood out to me just because, you know, I'm needed linebacker, and they decided to take a linebacker, and they took one that's not even in the league anymore. And I don't think he's ever even played a, a snap other than on special teams. At least I don't remember. I remember seeing Sintam on special teams a couple of times, but that's about it. And, you know, he couldn't stay healthy, and he's not even in the league anymore. But what are you going to do? And now you also you look around the league, and now, you know, how, how these guys are protesting, sitting during the National Anthem. Now they have things, right. and ESPN pointed out, oh, this, they're disappointed that white guys ain't standing up for the black player. Now, all of a sudden, you got the, the white, you know, the white player like Justin Britt, Puts his hand on Michael Bennett. Yeah, I saw him and Long. And Chris Long did it as well. So, First of all, I, I, I don't know what these guys think. It, let me ask you something. Like, do you think kneeling, disrespecting our flag and our anthem during a football game is going to stop whatever social injustice I know. You, think, you think is going on? Let's say whatever – say there really was a problem out there. You know, I'm not, I'm not even want to get into the debate of whether there is or isn't. That's a whole other argument in itself. But let's say there is. Do you think a football player dealing with the, kneeling during national anthem is going to stop or do anything to it? It's what it's going to bring attention to it. No, it's only bringing attention to you disrespecting our flag and our anthem. That's all it's bringing attention to, and yeah. putting a negative spin on your game. You, you know how many fans you could you're going to turn away from the game? Hey, asshole! Fans are the guys who are paying your paycheck. Maybe you don't realize if, if for some yeah. reason your game, your, you know, in your your country. Yeah, right, I mean, it's just like, right, right. You, you know, not to mention disrespecting the people who died for that flag. You know what I mean? Like, they have nothing to do with the It just amazes your... me. You know, not, you know what I think it is? So I, I honestly think it all. is. I think these players want attention. It, it ain't no social. It, yeah. That's a bunch of bullshit. They want to bring attention to themselves, okay? Yeah. They don't give a fuck about no social. Please, if they care, why don't you guys go to Chicago and do something about the crime in Chicago because there are more black people yeah. dying in Chicago by the hands of other black people. Why aren't you kneeling for that? Yeah. Why don't you go to Chicago and do something? But, you know, practice well, what you the, preach. The frustrating thing, too, is it's just like with all the stuff going on in this country, with other countries, terrorism and all this other stuff, yeah. there's no more time for white and black people should be as united as ever right now. It's staying together. Yeah, and you know what? It's you really know, not as bad as people portray it on the news. It's not yeah, – no, black and white people are getting along pretty good, okay? You turn yeah. on the news, they're, they're showing you isolated the media, incidents. The media yeah, they want, that's making it worse. The media is dividing our exactly. country, and that's the exactly. worst part of it all. I, I walk you down know? the street every day, as you do too, and I see black people. They're not angry at me, and I'm not angry at them. <laughs> we yeah, got no I got plenty of – 
I don't walk down the street and feel like, oh, this guy's looking at me funny because I'm white and vice versa. It's the no, media that pulls this crap yeah. out of proportion. And, and these guys just kneeling, they want attention for themselves. They're starving for attention. Clearly Colin Kaepernick, you know, maybe he needs a hug. I don't know. You know, get a life, guy. You know, everybody well, look what he did. It was career suicide what he did. I mean, he really well, not even that. he walked. Listen, first of all, he opted out of a, a thirty forty million dollar deal, which was stupid right. enough. And now, right. now he can't even get a contract. And now, all these people are saying, "Oh, it's like, like it's like it's it's a, it's a racism or this or that." Why he can't get right. a job? Well, here's, nothing to do with it. Maybe he's just not that good. Here's my thing. Maybe what you take was. I'm not saying he can't right. be a, well, like be on a roster, but. Listen, you know, in the NFL, day, if you're good enough to, to play and, 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 and somebody thinks you're going to make them win, believe me, you'll have a job. They took back Michael Vick, okay, who did far worse yeah. than kneeling for a flag. But yeah. my point is this. When you were taking that stand, right, you were brave, you were courageous, right? Isn't that what it means to take a stand? If it wasn't courageous, it wouldn't be a stand. But now there are consequences that come with taking a stand. That's why it makes you a brave person to take it in the first place. And here are the consequences, and now he can't deal with it. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, you're not so brave now, are you? Yep. You know, you know what I'm saying? You, you were brave when you were kneeling. With your, uh, you know, and like you said, guy, you left money on the table. It's not like this guy got fired for this. This guy decided to quit his job that was already paying him. And, and now it's everybody else's fault that nobody wants to rehire him? <laughs> I mean, just yeah. stop and wrap your head around that, people. You know? It's uh, whatever. Listen, hopefully all this crap blows over. You know, we just live in a world where everything is dissected, and ninety-eight percent of the problems we have is all due to the news. Everything is media. They just spin this shit out of control. They're the biggest troublemakers because that's all they do is stir shit up. ESPN, they're all fake, all of them. And that's why I can't even watch ESPN because everything's politicized. Like people are watching. Yeah, it is, And, and and. People – listen, regardless of your political views, whether you lean left or you lean right, I think we can all agree as sports fans, we like to get away from politics when we watch sports. I don't want to hear yeah, about exactly. Uh, exactly. Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or – I don't want to hear about that shit. I want to watch a ball game. That's the one thing yeah. where, like, if a guy is sitting next to you, you, you may hate his politics, but you know what? You might be rooting for the same team and high-five each other because you forgot about it for a while. And yeah, that's, we need exactly. some sports. We don't. We don't need athletes to go out and politicize it. No, we need you guys to keep playing ball because we want to get away from that shit. Okay, we don't need you yeah. to become a part of it. Agree. But, you know. Well put. Well put. Well put. Like, listen, the few it's guys that are doing it, it's not about. The, they're just selfish. They want attention for themselves. Don't let them fool you. They don't care about social issues. They're full of shit. They want a camera on them. So on Sunday, because they play a sport where there's 50-something guys on it, and guess what? The quarterback gets all the attention. So guess what? Now if I yep. kneel for the flag, the camera's going to go on me on Sunday. That's what it's really about. They're all full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Anyway. And you see uh, New England, New England, one of New England's top rookies, uh, Derek Rivers, tore his ACL. He's going to be out for the year. Oh, wow. That sucks. Yeah, I was just reading that, so that's a big ball for them. Yeah, it sucks when you got, like, a, a rookie 
and and they get hurt. I remember like when the with the Giants when, I mean he didn't miss the whole season, but when Beckham, you know, he hurt his hamstring. I don't know if you remember. You remember he didn't yeah. play the first four games, and uh, you know we didn't know how good this kid was going to be. Nobody knew, you know. And uh, yeah, but yeah, as a yeah. fan, like you know, your first round pick especially, you can't wait to see them play. You know, it was like oh man, you know, yeah. I wait a quarter of the season before yeah, you see the guy get on the field. The, yeah, yeah. I mean that's you want to see, you know. Especially like the first, the things, second, and third rounders. Because they're going to actually play. Miami, well, the guy know. McMillan did a torn ACL. I mean, the guy was going to be the start middle linebacker. I was excited to see him, you know. And like, yeah, that sucks. hurt on special teams. He never even gets to take the field. Well, the only way you can look at it is, like, next season when, when he comes back, like, you know, like you he's only it 20, like having an old draft pick, you know. He's only 20, right? So. Yeah, he's young. I mean, he he's so young that you would like to think he's going to be fine. Like, you know, yeah. that not much could, should should take down a 20-year-old kid. You know what I'm saying? A young and strong, you know? Yeah. So the Giants, yeah I just can't Giants wait for football. Play, Giants play Monday night, right? And Cleveland? Yeah. And then they, they got yeah. uh And then I think Snoopy Bowl is after that, or the week after, I forgot. But, uh... You know, at this point, you know, preseason, you're just watching guys compete for jobs. You know, yeah, the Jets game portion Yeah, that that'll be Bad a little idea. fun because you know there's already been a little shit talk between them, and you're gonna see some starters play. So that you're might going be to that fun. game. But otherwise, no, no, I'm not. Going my son's gonna be going. Oh, okay. What's that? Yeah, no, my son's gonna be going. One of his friends. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah. Plus, I, I gotta I gotta go to an engagement party that night too. But um, the Giants yeah, you know, this time of year, you... week two. The Giants home open is week two on Monday night against the Lions. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah, that should be fun. That's a good you know yeah, matchup. Yeah, they play the Cowboys on Sunday night in Dallas the first week. Yeah, and then the I Eagles. So two of their first three Cowboys. games are in. The Giants had a tough schedule to start the year. Three... Three of their first four games are on the road against Dallas, Philly, and Tampa Bay. That's a tough start to the season. Dude, and Detroit, they Dallas have game. their whole their whole schedule is tough. Do you know they have they play four games against opponents coming off a bye? You realize how big that is. So that means oh, four wow, of yeah. their games, their players have been arrested against them. So yeah, that's big. They got a tough schedule. And it's so and Keenan Robinson in back in the protocol. Oh, is he again? Yeah. Yeah, and we're not exactly deep at linebacker, but you know, let's just keep ignoring the position. But maybe maybe you uh, see the Giants giant sign Giants sign X steal a wide receiver Kanan Severin. Did you see that? Who? The next Steeler receiver, Kenane Severin. Keon Johnson. Never even heard of him. Well, the fact that the Steelers let him go, I got to think he ain't all that good because the Steelers, they draft and they're so good with their personnel. I got to think they're going to not let somebody good go. They also, uh, they picked up another receiver the other day too from uh, Tennessee. Trezilli, his name was. I, I might be saying his name wrong. Trezilli, I think. Yeah, he yeah, played, yeah. like, in three games. You know, these are the guys, you know, you at this time of the year, you're getting somebody else's, you know, practice squad players, undrafted guys, sixth-round draft picks. Those are the kind of players that are changing hands right now, you know. Not to say you yeah. can't get lucky. 
you know, you could. You could definitely get lucky, but it's really hard to get excited about those kind of guys, too. But we'll see. You know, we're excited about this guy, uh, Michael Hunter, corner. Yeah, yeah, I know. Looks like he's going to be that fourth corner. Like, he's, you know, little known, but he's, you know, he's doing well for them. Right. You know, they like what they see. You can never have enough depth. You can never never have enough depth at any position, and especially Especially that corner. You know? Yeah, it's a passing league. So, so you look at your top three. You, you, you got Jenkins, Cromartie, and Apple. I mean, you got right there. I mean, that's as good as it gets. You know, three quarters. Yeah, no, it don't know. get much better than that. And you got to think yeah. Apple's going to get better. You know what I mean? He he was a rookie last year, so you got to think he's going to get better. Yeah. And Jenkins, man, wow! Hunter, I mean, he turned out even better Hunter. than I thought. <laughs> yeah. And this guy Hunter, if he turns into something, there you have your four. There's a nice another nickel guy. I mean, that's you know. Sure. You can never have enough of them. You can never have enough. And but I'm, again, you know, I'm interested to see defense is, a, is a worry for them. No, it, it shouldn't be. But you can't, you know, in the NFL, you can't take things for granted, bro, because, you know, within a week, you can get a couple of injuries and everything can change. I know. I know. You know, it, it's a cool sport. It's a cool sport, man. Uh, I'm interested to see if Nat Burhey makes the team this year because – for years, and I'm sure all the Giant fans out there will agree with me, we've been hearing about Nat Burhe, the missile, the safety, the this, the die. The safety, right? Yeah. yeah. He is the safety version of Adrian Robinson, and Giant fans will know who I'm talking about with him too, the tight end. And every year out of camp, oh, this guy's going to have a great year this year. Every every year, Adrian Robinson. And meanwhile, he he sucked every year. And I'm like, why is this guy even still on the roster? I'm so tired of hearing about this guy. And yet the Giants have been thin a tight end the last few years. If he was so good, where the hell is he? Well, I just yeah. read not too long ago he got arrested for selling pot. So there he goes. <laughs> so, oh, but there you go. <laughs> back in that yeah, back that's in how, that that's how good a story. Yeah, right. So his football career is over, finally. But anyway, back to that Burhey, you know, I watched him in the first game, which I happened to go to against Pittsburgh, and he looked terrible on the field. And I'm talking, he's playing against third-string players, and he didn't. This guy, he better do something special to stay on the team this year. Uh, if, I, if I'm the giant brass, at least that's how I would feel. Like, they've been very patient with this guy. He's always been hurt. It's always something with him. You know, how long can you hang on? You give the roster spot to somebody who's going to fucking earn it, you know, and, and make something of it. You know, 53 yeah. guys, right? Is it? You come out with, what, like, 53, I think, is the start? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. But yeah, I can't wait. Before we'll be halfway through the season. It goes so fast. It'll be yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, it'll be week ten before you know it. It will. It, it seems like you go from training camp to week ten. But we'll be like, holy cow! Can you believe it? We'll be like, holy cow! Can you believe the season's almost? Oh, it's almost the playoffs already. <laughs> I know. I know. It goes so That's fast. That's how fast man. it goes. It goes in like a blink of an eye. It really does. Yep. All right. Well, thank you. Anyway, thanks man, for thanks calling for in, as always. Me, yeah, no, thanks for calling in, as always. And we'll be talking a lot more football in the coming weeks, for sure. We definitely will, bro. All right, keep up the good work. I'll speak to you later. Thank you, man. Have a good day. All right. Later, man. Dudu Brown calling in, doing a great job. Giant Insider covering Giant football. Went over a lot of the – NFL stuff and the Giants, of course, looking at the Giant roster going into the season. So a couple of weeks of preseason, so still some jobs up in the air. But 
basically talking about, you know, the guys we know are starting and then some other guys fighting for jobs. So good job. We also talked some baseball with him as well, did some Yankees and some Red Sox, you know, stuff. So very uh, very good call, very good uh, talking to doo-doo. And, uh, yeah, so great show today. Like I said, I had a party today, so we're going to cut the show off a little early today, a few minutes early, and we almost went to one anyway. But great show today. Great job by Judah Brown calling in, doing a giant report and talking Yankees and Red Sox. Great job by Dr. A and Padman calling in, doing the Met Roundtable, of course. Dr. A hit a lot of good points today. Also great Mike Ferrara, Magic Mike calling in, doing some football, some baseball, and some giving us a SummerSlam preview. And Christine from Pine Bush calling in, talking Yankees. So great job today by everybody who called in, and a great show today. We covered a lot. But on a nice little Met rant this morning. And uh, obviously, breaking news, as I said, Rene Rivera traded, well, really claimed off waivers and given away for nothing. So just adds to the list that we talked about with the Mets today. So we'll see by next week who else might be gone. Maybe Cabrera or somebody else will be off the team by next week. So we'll keep an eye on that. But, again, thanks to everybody who called in, listened today. Can't do it without you. And uh, it was a great show. And I want everybody to enjoy, enjoy their weekend. And we'll be back next week. More of the Mojo Sports Show.